podcast with Mo. What up and welcome to episode four of a podcast with Mo. This week we are joined by Snappy in the first half and then Wyatt at the end. Uh, me and Snappy just basically talk about his foot surgery, some current event stuff going on and random thoughts. And then Wyatt comes on and we actually just recap a few of those thoughts. And then we do a top five list of top five original video game worlds. And then we talk fucking forever and go way longer than expected. So hopefully you like video games. Um, so all right, thanks for listening. What up? And we are joined by Snappy. What up? What up? Coming off of a foot surgery, doing a podcast with your leg propped up. I am. I have to keep it propped up at all times right now. Yeah. And eventually we're going to have to pause, I'm sure, for something. But if anyone hears weird things, that might happen for that reason. So um, how'd your surgery go? I think it went pretty well. On Monday, I finally got to see the toes, which I'm, you've seen pictures of. Yes, it was pretty damn painful the first few days. Yeah, I tried to explain the process on last week's episode. I don't know if I did an accurate job. You did but a pretty damn good job. I was I was pleased. All right, so if you're anyone's curious what happened, didn't listen to last week's, check that one out. Um, but your foot, I'm sure, will look a lot different. My only question I really had about it is, will you have to wear a smaller size shoe, do you think? From It looked like they took almost a whole inch off of my big toe, so I'm... It, it is possible. Right. Because I was just wondering, I was like, huh. Or maybe now because your foot's probably the same width. Well, maybe not because it was all bent all crazy. But like for me, I know I have to wear wide shoes or I'm supposed to. I don't uh, always do it. And it's kind of a bitch to have to buy wide shoes. So. Uh, I think we're just going to measure it out and make sure we'll get the right size. So right. Go like to a real shoe store with the little thing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then on the first week's episode, I know you wanted to bring up a story about you got a new electric smoker. I did. And there was a story you had for that, but we just forgot about it. So I've, I'm sitting there and smoking this, and everything's going great. I mean, it is nine hours into smoke, and it just hit 175. So it's going to take a few more hours to get that 195. So, it, you know, shred apart. And then it starts flipping the breaker. So come to find out, the extension cord was way too long, and it pretty much – it. It just didn't come together. It was a it was it was a bust. Yeah, uh, the, I have a couple guys I work with. They like are always yelling at me. I need to get an electric smoker because they're the best. And I per, I know it's like such a hot take. I love barbecue like at a restaurant, but I typically don't like smoking shit myself. I don't I don't know if I'm just not good at it or whatever. But anytime I tried with this old grill I had before I got my new propane one, it just never worked out well. Um, so, but it also wasn't like a smoker smoker. It was like one of those. I call them the pigtail grill. They look like a pig. Right. Or whatever. It's like the two chambers. And so I just never did a good job with those. Um, but they're always telling me how awesome shit well, is. I even watched some YouTube videos. So I did everything, but never once did any of them mention you could have too long of an extension cord. Maybe that's common knowledge and I just missed that. Right. I, I've never. I mean, I, I'm sure there's a lot of shit I don't know, but because I've never heard of it. I looked that. up so many videos and I went step by step, you know, just like. All the videos did. Right. But never once did they mention that becoming a problem. And then when I mentioned a couple of guys at work, what happened? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't do that. Right. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> How uh, did you not know that? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
the guys also told me this random thing of if you go and get the cheapest frozen pizza possible, you know, like the dollar pizzas or whatever, and you just throw them on your electric smoker. They didn't have a time because I asked them, you know, how long. And they're like, I just kind of kind of watch it. When it looks done, you take it off, and they claim it is the best pizza you'll ever have. I know, but in my smoker, you have to open the door to look at it. And uh, so if you actually, actually had a range, I, think, I mean, because once well, you open like it you out, experiment. once you opened it out, all the smoke goes out, and then you have to close it, and it has to heat up again. Yeah. So yeah. you're really just losing cooking time. You want to open it as little as possible. That's the whole purpose of smoking. Yeah, I guess you just have to guess. You'll have to experiment. That's why I get the cheap pizzas, so you could figure it out. Mm. I know. One of them says they do it all the time, but his is like a see-through door, because I've seen it. I guess I can YouTube it. but Yeah, there might be something on YouTube. Anyway, I thought I would share that. Someday I might get one, but I don't have any plugins out. My my house is old as fuck, <laughs> so yeah. there's like no plugins anywhere. And if I had, I mean, I don't have plugins outside. Right. But to get that done, you have to get everything upgraded because of the way the laws work. Yep. I don't have money to upgrade the whole damn thing. I agree. Our house is the same way. Um, and then one other thing from uh, the last one you were on, we were talking about tariffs. And at the time, I, I should have noticed it, but as you'll learn more of these you do, and that's why I, I kind of forgive any podcast to listen to now, it's always it's sometimes hard to listen to the other person. I don't know. It is and it isn't. So like you were saying some of like, who cares if we have more lobsters? But the issue with the tariff thing, and now, and we can already get in because there's another tariff story that's happening at the moment, uh, is that other countries aren't going to buy our shit, more or less. So that's the problem. It's like we can't sell the shit we need to sell. But one thing that's come up, and I've really enjoyed it from a political standpoint, uh, is so Trump puts in these tariffs, right, which hurts our farmers. And everyone's like, the farmers aren't going to get shit. Because uh, no one's buying the shit in these other countries. So he comes down and is like, I have a however many billion dollar relief fund supplement for the farmers. And everyone seems to be okay with that. But he caused the problem of, of Trump with the tariff war. And I'm not saying he doesn't have a plan here at the end of the day. He really might. I'm not even giving up. But I've seen a lot of funny memes of like, all right, when do we start drug testing the farmers so they can get their welfare money? Because it seems to be farmers are typically conservative, which are always against federal funding, right, and, and government money helping poor people, quote-unquote, but yet that's exactly what's going to happen now. And I know that the government's been supplementing them for milk and all kinds of other shit for years. Like, farmers always get a kickback if they don't meet, like, their quote-unquote shit. So I just think it's interesting. And he's only doing it, in my opinion, because he's going to be up for re-election in a couple years, and you can't lose the farmers if you're Republicans. Right. So I just think it's funny the way the the – she was on the other foot, so to speak, right? Which is kind of what I always talk about on this podcast and how when it's your team, everyone's all like, hey, that's fucking what we need to do, America. But then it's like, well, whenever uh, these other people need the money, you were like, drug test, get these fuckers out of here. And it's like, I know a lot of people that are country, because where I'm from, that are on fucking lots of drugs. Right. And farmers are not immune to this problem. So you're like, well, okay, you're going to be giving money to people that are going to buy drugs, though. So if you had a problem with these people doing that, you need to have a problem with these people. I have a solution. Grow what Americans need. I agree. We need just the marijuana. So speaking of that, any updates on the marijuana laws of our great state of Oklahoma? Yes. As of uh, Thursday, the 26th, it is actually legal here in Oklahoma to medical marijuana. Yeah. And it also means that, like, say someone doesn't have a medical card and they have a little weed on them, they're just going to take it, right? Like not go to jail? That's what I believe. 
there is supposed now, to be- a lot of towns that's already how it is but in the town we live in they're like mandate before at least when i got arrested was if you have pot on you you go to jail period at least for the night so i believe in a town we live in i'll probably still try to do that <laughs> probably will I mean, because, I mean, right now, I mean, the online process just began. Right. But also don't think, um, for instance, last time I was majorly arrested, um, years ago, like 10 years ago or whenever it was, a cop knocked at my door. He came to my house to get me for a pot. I feel like at least with this law, that shouldn't happen. Like, if you're minding your own business in your house, at least now people, would, you would assume, wouldn't go out of their way. But again, can't speak for what other people feel. I think I live in a pretty good neighborhood. Well, that's good. It's good. Um, I mean, I live by Brahms. It's the best. So after we passed the seven eighty eight, we I mean, it was a little loosely written. I will I will admit to that. But that's kind of what they get if you're not going to pass it yourself and you leave it up to the hands of non politicians. If that's you know you're a politician right. pissed about this, then that's what you get. You should have then, already gotten to it. But then the health department come in and put all these uh, ridiculous restrictions on it. Right, and I'm sure and, if you're outside of Oklahoma, you don't know this one story, but. Like the head of the pharmaceutical board was found emailing or text messaging with the lawyer for the health board. Mm-hmm. Was that how it went? And was like, we're going to offer you a job as long as you can pass these rules about getting pharmacists in the can in the dispensaries. So like they found all this fraudulent behind the scenes, getting paid off bribery shit. And that woman was fired, but because she's an old white lady guaranteed, they don't do a criminal prosecution on her, even though they should, you just bribed a, government official that right that's super legal um it's just it's crazy the length and to me when you see that story you're just like obviously everything you hear negative is paid for by the pharmaceutical companies because they don't have the lock on growing plants the way they do of printing pills like pressing pills is just so much easier to do than for them to actually grow marijuana or whatever and I just eventually what's going to happen because right now it's a very artisan industry. It's going to be like Budweiser because they have a great name for pot. Budweiser. They're going to get into it. Uh, Marlboro cigarettes. Now that everyone's all getting cigarettes, eventually all these tobacco companies are going to just grow pot and they're going to sell you a pack of fucking J's at the store or whatever. It's going to be a crazy time. uh, See a pack of 20 J's. Oh shit. That'd probably be $90. 100. Yeah. They'll make a lot more money off that shit. Right. That's a lot more money in your truck than cigarettes. I'd rather grow my own if I'm going to do it that way. Oh, fuck yeah. But, <laughs> uh, fucking Shark Week is the most overrated piece of shit shit ever. I just, I, I enjoy the Discovery Channel. As a kid, I watched every Sunday morning before church, I would watch Discovery Kids and just fucking find out all kinds of shit about animals. But what happens is once a year, all these dumb bitches and dumb dudes, God damn it, my wife gets pissed I keep saying bitches. I don't mean it, you know... I'm sorry, honey. Forgive me about that right there. You're right. Uh, All these people get on Facebook and they're like, fucking Shark Week. And I'm like, you're an idiot. You don't care about anything to do with science ever. But because it's like Discovery Channel makes a big commercial about sharks, you're like all fucking into it. I don't know. I just don't get it. Shark Week. They go a whole week on sharks. Do they at least know what they're talking about? Well, yeah. This year, Shaq is hosting it. And it's, yeah, everything for the whole fucking week of sharks. I don't know. Shaq's kind of like Hulk Hogan. Wherever Shaq goes, people will pay attention. Oh, yeah. He's got charisma. He's funny. Every time WWE started sinking, that's why Hulk kept returning all of them times. That's why they just reintroduced him to the Hall of Fame and forgave him and all that shit. just happened last week. But, yeah, I like Shaq. For some reason, I'd maybe watch. I just get annoyed that people seem to act like they care about sharks. I'm like, why do you care about sharks? I don't understand. They're a big-ass predator. 
I mean, they're cool and all. I'd rather them be gone. It seems like a dolphin week would be way more popular or whatever. Anyway, yeah, at least you can pet the dolphin. I don't like. I don't like sharks. So, Alex Jones, who I brought up a few times, who I is like a guilty pleasure of mine. I enjoy figuring out what Alex Jones is up to. Been a lot going on in his news. I just wrote his name down, so I'm gonna try to remember everything I can. The conspiracy theorist, or the truth teller, sir. Whatever you believe. Um, <laughs> He's he said he was coming for Robert Mueller. Like he goes, I'm coming for you, bitch, and I don't care who's gonna stop me. I'm like, coming and hell's coming with me. He was right. trying to quote Tombstone and Is that what know, it was? Put his own spin on so, it. So I just thought that was funny because if you look at Robert Mueller and then you look at Alex Jones, you're like, it's just weird that he's threatening people. He doesn't look intimidating to me anyway. He might be a secret jujitsu artist. Mm, I mean he's friends with Joe Rogan, but I don't believe he is. Um, and I know Facebook and YouTube have taken down some of his videos that have like, and they've cited the reasoning being that it could cause harm to uh, children. S- speaking of which, I'm having judo withdrawals. Oh yeah, because you now that you have your feet uh, or your foot, I at can't least even the touch the ground till eight weeks. And then you're gonna do your other foot right after that. I don't know. I think my wife's gonna make me wait. I think she's a little uh, tired of me being there or something. Or <laughs> right, she's worried, the house. worried about money, even though with the insurance and as much as. All the family needs different medical stuff. The deductible is already met, so it only cost me four hundred and fifty bucks. I mean, that's pretty good. Hell, I'm spending more on X-rays every week. Oh yeah, <laughs> no shit. Uh, so one other thing I needed to bring up to you specifically, and then I think everything else could be used for like you know anyone that was on. We have an aunt, Aunt Penny. Sometimes she listens to this, and we the last time you're on talking about how I have a tattoo or my last name was misspelled. And we're like, how the fuck do you have someone do it? And I was like, well, they had the name written right in front of them. They just fucked it up. So Penny has a Facebook account. She has one where her last name is, and Mosier is spelled correctly there. But she, the one she actually uses, she has her own last name misspelled. Now, that could be on purpose. So if it is, then... You think she got hacked? Don't take any of this. Because I don't accept any more uh, pennies because her and Aunt Betty have been uh, scandalous to hack so many times. Right. Well, the thing is, I look, I checked both to see who's been posting, and she's been posting on the one where the last name is misspelled. Okay. So... It's That's embarrassing. Come on, Aunt Penny. So we were both calming last time how, like, well, it's hard to misspell your own last name, but she's figured but it out. But here's the thing on Facebook. But she didn't have that last but name But here's the years. thing on Facebook. Once you change it, you can't change it again for 90 days. So she might be stuck with it for 90 days. Ah, maybe I've never changed mine before, so I don't know. I like uh, change mine sometimes. Random question for you. All right. What do you think fake news means? News that isn't true. Like that's 100% what you think? Fake news. News that isn't true, yeah. Okay. Because this is what I believe. I agree with that 100%. But when I actually originally think of fake news, I think of The Onion which is like purposely fake, like for a humorous effect, right? So it did get that term got hijacked, you know, by Trump and everything that happened. But I think the way I see most Trump supporters use it is just stories they don't care about or that they don't like. And I'll even go as far to say I have used it like that in a joking manner. And I see other people use it that way as well. So like, you know, the story comes out of Trump you know, paying off the Playboy person, right? That's different than the Stormy Daniels thing. And then you'll tell a supporter and they're like, well, that's fake news. And what they mean is they don't care. They don't mean they don't believe it's true. <laughs> they mean they don't care. And I'm, I agree with that. If you, if someone was like, 
I don't care about it. Then I'm like, all right, well, at least you're honest. No, that's what I would say. I would say I don't care about it. I wouldn't call it fake news. Right, but Trump himself does. If it's some shit that he just doesn't like, it's like that's fake news. And I think what he means well, maybe is he, that it shouldn't matter. How about maybe he's innocent? I doubt it. I mean, just just maybe. I mean, you're innocent until proven guilty, but there's a lot of evidence currently. But yeah, I mean, all this stuff's crazy. And, and t- honestly, it doesn't matter about any of the other stuff d- because he's doing illegal shit daily. Like he posted a picture promoting that judge chick from Fox News' book, and that's illegal. A president cannot promote a product. But the thing is, his supporters I mean, is and real- most Americans, and you're like, I, even me, I don't care until I'm like, wait, if Obama promoted someone's book, Fox News would have been like, impeach him. So when I think of that, I'm like, well, come on, but let's it didn't be fair. happen. Do what? You didn't happen. Right, because Obama didn't break the law. That's and Trump like insurance. Is. It's a big if. You don't know. You're but just we making do know. Ar- you just make an argument. But we do know. One. We know that Obama didn't do it, and we know Trump is. So we're at least saying Trump is breaking the law currently. And again, you can find the clips of them calling um, Michelle Obama going off her for wearing a sleeveless shirt. So that did happen. And for Obama wearing a tan suit in which then they have a picture of Melania Trump naked, and they're like, come on, that's a freedom of speech. That's that's her artistic expression. And I'm like, I agree with that, but you're all the same people that were bitching about shit. So that's just my only problem with Fox News, is their stories change depending on who says it. But I did take a Trump survey this week. Oh, did you? I did, because I have enough friends that like him that it pops up on my Facebook feed, and it's so propaganda-filled that I laughed a whole bunch of times because it's like, we all know that's fake news. Which one of these do you trust? And it's like Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, other. And I'm like, well, the whole problem is uh, here. We've talked about it before. You're no longer innocent until proven guilty in this country. Is If someone makes an accusation, you're automatically guilty, especially if you're the president. Well, I think if the president admitted on a, on a cassette tape or like an audio recording, he did it, then he probably did it. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that I think evidence does trump that. I mean, I'm glad he beat Hillary, but I'm kind of over him. Right. I mean, he's just sense. an idiot. Yes, I did vote for Trump. Do I agree with him? No. Right. And I was trying to explain a lot the other day, and <laughs> I was just like, to me, the thing that I've learned the most about Obama and Trump, or through my adulthood, because those have been the two presidents of my adulthood, is I liked Obama. I'm not a fan of Trump. But neither one done anything. It didn't matter. The country can run no matter who it is, if it's a great speaker or if it's a dumbass. Like, it doesn't matter. The country still figures the shit out and keeps going. So it just made the present seem less important to me as it goes on in my life. I'm like, none of it matters. I don't know why we're so worried about allies. We can't even get along ourselves. Yeah, I know. Because the house divided, sir. Yeah. It's the elite super rich. It's the Bilderberg Group and the Bloomberg Commission. <laughs> I don't remember how it was. Alex Jones has this whole but thing. But in a scrap, I'll take the poor guy. Depends. Batman has lots of weapons. Uh, that's why I'm like, just be friends with the government. They got tanks. They fucking like yeah. everyone's like, I'm against the government. I keep a stockpile of guns from the government comes to government, my house. They're afraid that government's going to make a 360 and turn around pointing you. Right, but I'm like, guess what? You're not beating that. Like I got my fucking Bushmaster rifle, and I'm going to take on the tanks and nukes. No, you're not. If the government wanted to take you out, they would. You have. No, it's a weird concept to be like. We need these guns to protect against the government. And I'm like, all right, go purchase a tank. I oh, think uh, it's illegal. But once people figured out what was going on, unless they just had a surprise attack, then they'd go out to the woods and right. And my other the government theory would have a hard time finding. I don't believe because I know I would say every U.S. military member I know, none of them would attack an American citizen. Right. 
given even given the order. I just don't think they would. So I think that's also like a what if scenario. I think there's that a few that would. Them really sure. hungry ones that sign up just so they can kill people. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Like I've just finished Handmaid's Tale season two. Um, I'll get my quick review of that. I'm sure your wife's at least watched it. I'm sure my wife has. I, I turned her on to it. Um, I hated the first half of season two. I was like, this shit's boring. It's the same shit over and over again, and I was out on it. And I didn't watch it for, like, until the, it finished wrapping up season two. And then me and my wife finally like, all right, let's binge through it. And it was a, the, the second half of the season was really good. So I was like, all right, Handmaid's Tale's pretty fucking dope. But in that show, a lot of times you're like, why would people do this? Like, why would they take these orders? But if you're young and dumb and want power, you'll do a lot of shit. I tried to watch it, and I just keep falling asleep. Yeah, it's pretty slow. A lot of talking. Um, and a lot of disturbing scenes in it like i mean like, i just forced rape basically um because that's the whole premise of their it, culture it is really weird though how they lay their head in a woman but they can't stare at the one that they're fucking they have to look at their wife's eyes yeah it's a dude handmaid's tell is fucking the craziest show um but it's good i think it's really good i know a lot of people i'm sure would find it, find it offensive just I could There's see not people, much out there that's offensive. I like offensive. It makes me laugh. Oh, me too. I just made you watch uh, Eastbound and Down because I love how offensive it is. It is very offensive, but it's funny. was good. Um, also, random TV news. The movie for Deadwood just got greenlit, so now I'm going to go back and rewatch Deadwood again because it's like the only Western I ever liked. And so I want to watch the movie when that comes out on HBO or whatever. So if anyone I, else. I think I've seen a little Deadwood. It's good. All right. Um. They found water on Mars. That was a big news deal. I don't really know what all that means, besides the fact I guess it means there could be life or some shit. But even with that, I think we always known it's possible there could be life on some other planet. But I guess this would be like the hard evidence the, or something. This will be the next NASA race between us, China, and Russia. Yeah. That's why we gotta become enemies again so we yeah. can propel ourselves to space or at least do a fake one. Where you know we film it, like hell, just send someone out there, tell them to jump off one of these uh, gun. Hell, this is what they ought to do with inmates. You want to be an astronaut, basically, no, army. Basically, have, have them take them up there, shove the inmate out. Well, see what happens. Are these inmates that would get out of jail within the next couple of years, or are these like life, death row people? Death row. Okay, then that's a little more acceptable, I guess. Now, I would say we could do that if you had hardcore convictions like DNA evidence prove they did it because they've found out all these people that have been killed on death row. Turns How do you out. feel about evidence? Um, How it's collected? Like say I was to stumble upon it, but you didn't obtain that legally. It's thrown out. Right. But uh, if your DNA is there, your DNA is there. Yeah. But a cop could walk up with uh, some blood that they took testing you for the DNA and plant it there. Man, come on, man. So it you, could so happen, you're though. part of the technicality. But it could Generation. happen. Like, I did, I'm sure you watched that Netflix show. Uh, God damn, I can't even name it right now. Uh, Making a Murderer. It's like, not the fact that that guy did or didn't do it. The point is, it's totally plausible they fucking planted that shit. And it's like the fact that we know humans would. Then yeah, like there's a fucking body cam footage of those cops in Baltimore pulling crack out of his pocket and putting it in another guy's pocket. I'm talking about <laughs> if you walked in, you busted open the door, and you're sitting there watching them do it. But because you busted open the door, it don't count. Um, it depends. I mean, if you had a, if you have a reason to bust open the door, it would count. But if you, you could didn't have a reason. You just had a suspicion. I think that's a reason in cop world. I don't, I don't think it's not a reason. But yeah, you couldn't. Uh, but the reason you have to also turn it in is because both the parties have to be able to see it. 
It has to be obtained. I mean, I get why it happens. And we have a pretty good fucking success rate of, I think, catching people. It's just, I think, uh, the problem with our system is the judge system. Like, we have people going to jail for a long time for dumb shit, and then people not There's going to jail so very long for... There's so much inconsistencies. Right. There shouldn't be that it's much like, of a It's like, wait, window. wait, wait. This guy did what to a four-year-old, and he gets three years in jail? Like, the and actual price of a public intox is like 160 bucks, but you end up paying like 500 Right. Come on now. That's not what this is. You pay the ticket, and that's it. Right. I mean, when I got arrested, they just wanted me to pay money. Right. On a monthly plan for four years until I got it all paid off. Because <laughs> I owed a lot of money in court costs and shit. And so I just had to go up there and make payment. That's why I took out student loans was to pay off my court costs. Right, because it's a lower interest rate also. <laughs> right. So it was like I, I had a friend that he had to get a student loans, and he'd go buy him a truck, pay it off, but he would just pay the student loans off. As as he would make student loan payments every month and keep up like what he would make as a car payment, right? So he'd just pay them off with no interest. So he's basically buying cars with zero interest. That's the way to do it, or, I guess. You know, I mean, I hate having student loans now, and maybe someday I can pay them off, but I don't know when. Mine got paid off last year. They jacked my taxes, and I got a letter that says they're paid off. Yeah, I mean, I don't think my wife's annoyed enough with them yet to be happy if that happened to us, <laughs> but. Uh, it might someday. We'll, well I would pay on them for a long time, and then we would get behind on something. Something would come up and be like, oh, man, your dog's dying. That's $1,500. I feel you. And something would have to go, and I couldn't afford that because it took them so long to turn you in, and then I'd pick back up payments. and then Yeah, I'd, I've done the same thing. Well, I'm just trying not to fall off that cycle. If I can just right. keep it going, we'll see. I don't know. It worked out for me. I mean, it sucked at the time because it was like a fucking $21,000 swing. Um. Okay, another thing I want to bring up with you because I thought you'd have a fun th- thought on it, maybe. There's a 14-year-old kid who dresses in drag and wanted to do that in a talent show, and the school canceled it, and now there's been some backlash to the school for canceling it. What are your thoughts? I think they was saving him from getting bullied. Aren't they, sp- aren't they there to protect being bullied? I agree with that. I also think... I really don't think that's It's inappropriate. Because to me, if you're doing a drag show, that means there's some sort of stripping or sexuality involved. Maybe I'm wrong, but anytime I've seen RuPaul or the fucking drag show came through in college and we went to the fucking C4 to watch it or whatever, like, it's always sexualized. So I don't think it would be cool for any 14-year-old to do anything sexualized in a talent show, right? I agree. But I didn't think of it like that, but yeah. But then it's been picked up as like, they're trying to squash his spirit and i'm like no it's just inappropriate why does everything have to be such a big deal of like (laughs) you're so conservative or you're so uptight and it's like or it's just like a teenager they don't want to take your advice yeah i mean you tell them it's like hey that's not appropriate for casual and they go against it and wear it anyway and now it's a big deal (laughs) yeah i know exactly (laughs) what you're talking about because you told me this story earlier i Um, just don't want to call it out right well teenagers um can be dumb, but I mean, they, they gotta be dumb or else they don't figure shit out. And the ones that aren't like all my friends that were like pretty level headed as teenagers, but long done so dumb time- shit when they became adults. There's so many times you've told them something and they ignored it, but it doesn't, but had matter. they listened, it would have worked out just fine. It would have saved a bunch of heartache. Crying. Right. But it's just like, you know, you tell a kid, don't touch the stove. It's hot. And then they touch the stove because they want to make sure what you're saying was accurate. People, you're just dumb. People are dumb. That's just all there is to it, I think. Oh, I was uh, watching this uh, Z Nation. 
You know, it's kind of one of those... Zombie go- shows? Yeah, it's one of those goofy shows that me and my kids watch together. Right. And I was re-watching, uh, trying to get caught up to where they was, because I had this problem where I get bored watching TV. And this guy, Mexican, was talking about... They was talking about barbecue and how they miss barbecue, but they can't eat any meat because it's a zombie apocalypse. Right. And they never know what it is, or if it's contaminated. And this guy was like, oh, I miss... Uh, Miss Grill and carne asada, pico de go. And I looked at my wife and went, pico de go? That's not a grill line. Yeah, yeah not at all. I mean, I was just like, just because he's mixing, that was the second thing he said. I'm like, how is that even a thing? Yeah, it's just a fajitas. <laughs> right. <laughs> Anything. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, I bet the guy wasn't really Mexican. Maybe he's like another ethnicity. Oh, no, he is Mexican. Oh, I mean, he is? Yeah. Okay. Well, it, that's crazy. Clearly, he's been in a lot of movies. I can't it remember It seems like he wouldn't say that then. <laughs> he seems like he would know. But it, it was, I just started laughing. My wife did, too. Um, I know you probably haven't seen it, but you should look up the YouTube videos of the Who is America. I watched the second episode that came out. It's probably my favorite television show right now. I just love this motherfucker tricking people into doing interviews with him, and then the shit they agree to say in lot on front of a camera. It. I don't care what your political views are. Just that point alone. Like, the fact motherfuckers are going to look, say this shit into the camera, and then afterwards, like, I was tricked. And it's like, sure, but you still said that shit out loud. I wouldn't say that shit out loud. So, so he's tongue-tying them. No, not even that. Like, for instance, on the main one on YouTube that everyone's, like, loves at the moment, uh from week one is he just dresses up like he's an ex-Israeli soldier and he wants to do a program called Kindergartians where they give preschoolers gun training so they can stop school shootings, which to me, even if you're for guns, we're like, that's dumb. Like, I'm not saying kids shouldn't. I think in hunting trips, if you, you know, are supervised or whatever, kids can have a rifle or whatever, but teaching guns to be strapped to school, I don't think is probably the answer, right? So to me, his point was, I'm going to go so far with it and see what happens. And then he gets congressman on front of camera reading from a teleprompter about this program. And they set up perfect. They asked like the youngest Republican congressman they talked to. And he goes, well, we normally don't just hear an idea and get on camera and start talking about it and supporting it, which is completely reasonable. But then it follows it up with like six dudes that were in Congress previously or currently in Congress. Like I support the kindergartens program. And they're just reading off a teleprompter. Like, we want some talented preschoolers to have gun training to stop intruders. <laughs> and, like, they're just – so, like, I know a lot of people are like, they tricked me because they had it written down. But I'm like, but you still read it. Like, you knew it was being filmed. You read it. Well, they're supposed to be able to trust that. I mean, come on. That's like Anchorman and so, throwing up stuff. If you're in so, the okay, mindset. Perfect. So you think that Will Ferrell's character on that, it was the fault of the other people and not Will Ferrell that he read the teleprompter. Yes. See, I think I would hold a congressman to such a higher standard than a 1970s Will Ferrell character. I think they should know what they're going to endorse before they talk about it. But what happened was I mean, an they NRA re- lobbyist told them, hey, meet this guy. And they were like, okay. And then they just did it because they want money. If they read it beforehand, it could still be changed on a teleprompter. But once you re- this dude goes. This guy might be in mind thought. He's just, have- he, he's focused. He's got tunnel vision. Just he might himself. go a couple of sentences into it, but still, if he said what, what he wasn't supposed to, he probably caught it by a couple of sentences. A dude says that we need to give children basic training with mortars. He reads that show with a straight face. Not even a straight face, a sincere face like he believes it because he's a fake-ass politician. It was tunnel vision, like you're on work. See, like, you haven't seen it, and you're already defending them just because they're all Republicans, no, I believe. So actually, I had, I think I had no Democrat idea did. what their Democratic Party was. I had no idea. 
I think you would know that Democrats aren't going to support guns uh, being to given to children. Oh, they're giving them to children? No, I don't agree with that, but I could see them reading a couple of sentences into it before you realize it. I don't think... Dude, this one dude reads... He goes, it's been scientifically proven that kids are better soldiers. They have a higher elevator rate of Blink-182. And then he starts reading all these band names because he's just reading. And I'm like... I wouldn't be opposed to training them with fake guns. I mean, I don't think you should not give kids gun training. Actually, I don't uh, think they should take them to school. Because if you was to teach kids, like if we had been taught when we was young to speak two or three languages, it would be really easy. Right. Well, any, like any kid I know that grew up hunting from a very young age... I would trust with a gun, but also I had a friend who was very good with guns. And at 18, he had like a little mental break and he's now, uh, you know, walking the streets as a homeless person and he knows a lot about guns. So if he gets his hand on one, that would be very dangerous. And I'm sure he has them. So it's like, I'm not saying we shouldn't cause we're never going to get rid of guns. I don't believe I'm just saying for Sasha Baron Cohen, a lot of people are getting mad. He's tricking them. But for instance, he's had uh, Bernie Sanders on. Bernie Sanders was just like, this guy's an idiot, but he or acted like that. But he didn't say anything that he doesn't believe in. He had Dick Cheney on, and everyone thought he was going to trick Dick Cheney. I thought Dick Cheney handled himself very well, honestly. He seemed pretty on brand or whatever. And he has this other character where he pretends to be uh, on the last week and this one, I believe, may be on YouTube. If so, you really have to watch it. He goes to an Arizona town and tells them that they're going to build a giant mosque in the town to attract Muslims. And then these people are like, we don't want Muslims. We're racist towards Muslims. Like, they're freely admitting they're racist, right? Like That's, that's terrible. Like, he's not the one saying, oh, y'all are racist. He was like, we're going to bring Muslims in. And then the people free willingly said, no, we are racist. And then one guy said... We're lucky to have black people. So Sasha Baron Cohen's super liberal character goes, I think you're very lucky that they bring their culture into your to your community. And he goes, and then they get all mad that he says that. And they're like, we say we tolerate them, but they're not welcome here. So like these people are labeling themselves as this. So like, I, I love it. I, I mean, my, my wife Who's America? Like yeah. <laughs> I put it in my notes. I'll watch it this week. My wife does not like it because it's too cringeworthy. She doesn't want to see people admitting that they're racist, right? Like that isn't funny to her and uh, enjoyable. But to me, there's just something about it that I enjoy being, people being caught off guard and saying dumb shit. It's an insane ass show. So I'm just saying, if you haven't watched it, you should check it out. I just think that's terrible purposely setting them up. I don't. I do. Uh, their politicians are held to a higher standard than you. No, it happens. If you got that ton of vision reading in... You- I say dude, you can, if this dude, I say you t- can be tricked at least a couple sentences. All right, so you say you have your current job right now, and someone comes to you and goes, "Hey, uh, we want to do this plan. Would you be in this commercial? Would you say sure? Let me read that, regardless, and then get three sentences in and say no. No, I think you'd be like, well, what's it about? I would like to know information about it. I would like to read it first. And you also have the video footage of them talking to people about the program before they read it, so it's not like they didn't know about it. Oh, uh, I wouldn't. I just wouldn't agree to it. Exactly. And I think that's point. And I'm sure a lot of people didn't. Like I said, the young Republican congressman from Florida, he asked first, he just goes, I'm not just going to endorse your product because you tell me like I need to like he said what you are saying. All right. The point is, all these old fucks just were like, sure, I support guns. Let me read this word for word and I'll be in your commercial. And then that sounds dumb as hell. So it just, I think it's good. To me, it's an anti-government thing. A lot of people are seeing it as anti-Republican, but he's trying to catch politicians being fake. 
He's like, let's see if they're as real as they act like they are. And that's how I view it personally. Um, but I think you would enjoy it halfway. So you should look into it. I'll um, check it out. And then my only last thing I have, and then if you have anything else, of course, bring it up, is Trump wants a war with Iran. So that could happen. He's been making threats to Iran lately. And acts like he wants a war or whatever. And the part that's humorous to me, and I'm sure war is not supposed to be humorous, is that all during Obama's administration, Trump tweeted out, now watch Obama try to start a war with Iran to distract us from this, this, and this. Which now Trump is trying to start a war with Iran to distract us from all the other shit that everyone hates on him for. So it's like he prophesies his own presidency, and I just find that humorous. That's terrible. We don't need a war over right. there. That, uh, we don't need any wars. What the fuck do we care? Just let them be. Let them, leave us alone. Just let them be, but we should have spies to make sure no missiles are pointed at us. Well, we have army bases all over the world. I um, think we should cancel them all. I agree, but we won't because that's our cancel spies all, all over the world. And bring them over here and line our borders. There you go. Problems in and problem solved. Yeah, but I think that we're going to be paying a lot of money to just stand on a border for no reason. It's jobs. Who cares? But it's a waste of government money. Anything else, the fucking conservatives are like, quit wasting money. But if it's to pay farmers or to stand stand people on a wall, the most boring fucking job ever that probably is going to do very little, they're like, let's go pay them a salary of... Well, put them in schools, outside of schools. Right. I just think it's just weird the way where it's like, let's waste money for this, but we were going to bitch about feeding fucking kids with SNAP programs, and yet... Yeah, let's keep fucking funneling in money in the military. If I'm saying bring them back. They're paying them anyway. Well, I'm saying what we're I'm bringing them at. back. We're canceling them. You can cancel every one of those contracts. They all run out of the end day, and guess what? You're not re-signing it. That, like, our military is so fucking huge. We don't need to keep this shit up and get more people. Everyone acts like we need more people. I just completely disagree. I don't think we need to be in the war business. I know we are. Bring them all back, and uh, you have to keep them working out. Otherwise, they get fat and lazy. Well, honestly, if we bring them all back... Higher unemployment rate. Like, say what I just said happens, and they cut them. They're going to take some people's jobs, so you're going to have more unemployment. So it's probably another reason they never do that, um, because it does keep so many people employed. But we probably need a plague. Read about this week. Europe was in a shitty shit before the plague hit, sir. They had high unemployment rate. Everyone was uh, just pissy all the time. No one could afford to buy a house, all this shit. But then the plague came and killed everybody. And then after the plague... Everything was great in Europe for a while. You know, people could get houses and jobs because so many people died. The but, unemployment rate's the lowest it's ever been, sir. Well, that's because we're not counting people that quit looking for jobs. You know, all those people that quit count looking, we don't even count those people anymore. I heard that for eight years during Obama. And now that Trump's president, we have forgotten that fact. So I'm not counting it because they don't people that quit looking for work or people that got a part-time job, they're looking for full-time jobs. I heard that for eight years. So until we can address that issue, I don't believe anybody is where I'm at. But the economy did grow this last quarter. It did. So that's good. But I will say this in Trump's defense. We are about to probably hit a recession just off of nothing to do with him at all. Just so we've never been in American history on this much of a rise up through Obama. Because I want to say like the very end of Bush's year or very beginning of Obama's, we finally hit a rise, right? And we've been on this rise for like nine years. The longest one in our American history, seven. So like if we don't, if the bubble doesn't burst soon, I mean, it's just going to. Like every economist is like, regardless of anything, that's probably what's going to happen. So right. prepare for that. But and when it, the recession happens, the time after that, it's usually pretty good. 
Yep. That works. But we also had a huge recession, too, so maybe the swing Dude, up will take longer. When a recession hits, that's when you want to invest, put all that money in a 401k, and then when it's on the rise, it can get paid so much. Right. Dude, I was uh, worked with this lady who one day her husband's 401k lost $10,000 from the time they got to work that morning to the time she left, and I was like, oh, fuck. I never thought about this. You can't watch it day by day. He'll go Go nuts. insane. You're right. Yes. I know. My mom's always yelling at me to just get one started, and... I know I have some sort of retirement thing get somewhere, but I don't really ask questions about it because I'm pretty new at my job. But I know it's important. You should. Yeah, I know, but I'm... And seriously, you put in like 5%, which you usually got to put in for them to match 5%. They'll match the first three at 100, the next two at 50, which makes it you put in five, they put in four, technically what it is. Right. They do some percentage. I know, thing. but hell, that's, you know, $100, yeah. $100 a week, whatever. For sure. I agree. Um, I did see where professional cuddlers make $80 an hour. Professional what? Cuddlers. Cuddlers. People that just cuddle. So I don't know if it's a male or female, but I don't think there's anything else implied. It's just cuddling. You can make $80 an hour. I don't know what country it was in, but I saw this ad or this article talking about it and was like, huh, it's interesting. I would totally do that job. If that was perfectly legal, I'd do it. Right. I mean, I would do a lot of things I mean, for $80 they would have, an hour. They would have honest. to smell decent. I wouldn't even care. Totally good. I would sit in the fucking pile of shit for $80 an hour. That would, wouldn't bother me at all. It's a lot of money an hour. I'm not making near that much in my current <laughs> current job. I would never make that much. Oh. That's right. a tough one to sit in shit. Yeah, I mean. I, I don't know if I could do it. I think just I being could, real, realistic. I would just figure out how I could lose my sense of smell, like naturally injure myself, and then that's my job. I mean, people work porta potties, dude, all the time. And trash trucks. So people get used to that shit. And they make way less than eighty dollars an hour. All right. I think I could do it. Uh Antonio Brown, he arrived at uh, training camp in a helicopter. I think that's pretty badass. That is badass. That's a statement that said I'm the baddest receiver on the planet right now. I mean he's good. He, think, he thinks he is. He's good. Um I need to again I need to get a watching this in football. I've been listening to a couple podcasts to try to figure out but like they're saying, like this dude for fucking uh, the receiver for the for Houston is like gonna be so good this year, and they said that last year. And I just dis- DeAndre Hopkins. I don't know anything I've ever watched. I've never had any luck with him in fantasy. Right, and I guess that's, maybe one year, maybe a game here, a game there. Right. So we're gonna see how this fantasy thing goes. And speaking of that, um, if anyone wants to join our fantasy league, uh, send an email to the podcast. Uh, at the little break, we'll have the email there. So just send it in, and uh, we will send you an invite. Still have five spots open. We've got no one to respond yet from last week's episode. But hopefully, eventually we will. I mean, or I guess we could drop it down to 10 and then we'd still <sighs> no, have No, it's to... not even fun. It's not yeah, even fun I, with 10 I, people. I get it. I get it. But ours, uh, one of my leagues started with eight, and now we're up to 14, but it's been going 14 years. Right. That's good. I mean, a few people's come in and out, but the main core is all stayed the same. Right. Is that the one that I joined last season? That is the one you joined last season. Yeah, I already had a team drafted for me that was shit, but I've got a couple wins here or there. Um, well, see, you was talking about auction or not auction. I'm actually in an auction league. I yeah. freaking love it. See, everyone I've talked to that's like a, a, a fantasy fan prefer them. Basically, you get 200 fake dollars to, uh, to yeah. fill your lineup. And then you, whenever things come up, right. I get how it works. Uh I mean, it's just hard enough to get people to fucking do a draft, and that's easy. Basically, you can bully their uh, bully them around to get the exact player you want, but you'll pay for it. Right. 
I mean, I've I spent over $60 on a running back before. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's also bit me in the ass because they've got injured. But I usually make the playoffs in that league almost every year. Yeah, I make the playoffs um, every year in my league. I'm, I would love for me not to once, you know, and have good people play. But I don't even make it because half the people just by the end are like barely caring or whatever because they're already out of it. I take my fantasy seriously. I do too. So, again, if you are interested in any fantasy stuff, um, hit us up to join that. Uh, and then how much longer do you think you'll be on your crutches or until you can put weight on your foot? Uh, what is this, week two? So – Six, seven more weeks. <laughs> it's that long thing put any weight on it at all? I can't even put any weight on it at all until eight weeks. Damn. It's crazy. It's just, I bet your like, leg muscle is going to be so small. It's going to be weak. Yeah, it's going to be weird. It'll be funny, though. Um, Other than I, think, I do think Des Bryant would be a good uh, yeah. fit for the Cleveland Browns. I really do. Dude, I'm actually loving the Cleveland Browns. I'm not a big OU fan or OSU fan. I'm just one of those Oklahoma residents, and I don't care about colleges. <laughs> I just right. don't. And so, uh, but Baker Mayfield, I've really enjoyed him in any interview since he's made it to the NFL. I don't, I didn't know anything really about him, uh, but I like him. And I like that him and Tyrod Taylor have an RV at the Browns camp. That's a secret quarterback clubhouse and no one else else is allowed in and it's parked out in the parking lot. And I was like, that's awesome. They're like a veteran QB and the rookie QB are getting along and being right. cool and shit. As well, opposed see, to Tyrod like, Taylor just got signed. Right, he just got signed to him, and he's trying to increase his value too. He'd be cool to be traded. I'm he's sure. not a bad quarterback. I liked him. He a was. Lot. On, I mean, he was on the Bills. Come on, how much can he you was, do for the Bills? He was a good uh, third quarterback to have in a two QB league, right? Uh, on fantasy for sure. I liked him. I just think Des Bryant still has a lot left on the table. I was not overall impressed. Like they made him out to be one of the greatest wide receivers ever, and I just must have not had cable those years because right. what I remember about Des Bryant is him dropping balls and stuff. But he does have good good well, play. I think he would add to Cleveland. I think what it was is he was he's very reminiscent of T.O. He's a big receiver. He should be a possession receiver, but he drops too many balls. And T.O. Yeah. had that problem, too. Like, I remember T.O. had years where he was the lead leader in touchdown catches and also drops. Happened right. all the time. And Dez was just that type of guy, which wasn't consistent. Um, I honestly see him as, like, the Carmelo Anthony of, of football, where, like, Yes, you're He's talented. A good three, four receiver. Like, like you're very talented, but for the you keep getting pissed. You're not getting the ball every time and shit. Like that's not going to work. You're not that good, and All that's right. kind of his problem. So I think he probably needs some sort of reality check, like an Oklahoma City year that Carmelo had, and maybe that was or wasn't. I don't know. But like maybe Des does go to uh, the Patriots for a year, and they're like, no, you're not starting. Because like we're all, the fucking Patriots. All the big name ones that went to the Patriots right. didn't really do anything. Well, like, except Randy Moss. He broke all kinds of records. As a Patriot? Yeah. Like single did, season records. Did they go to the Super Bowl that year, though? They didn't win the Super Bowl when they had Randy Moss. I think he won one. They went three times. He wasn't there just one year. Um, right. No, but I was the talking about... The undefeated season... I saw that Ocho lost. Cinco. Oh, Chad Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. Chad Johnson did not do good at all yeah. there. He didn't last for like three games. I think they cut him. Something like that. Sound like they've always found a receiver that should be a four, but thrives in New England. Well, they find a white guy to play in the slot receiver, and then Boston just loves that shit, and so they get behind them. And they go to another team and they suck ass. That's how the, that's how the slot receivers the Patriots are. Like they never make it in another place. Right. But I, I think you'd help the Browns. So I was getting it. Yeah, for sure. Um, I could see. I mean, I think a lot of things could, but I think the Browns could be the year that they're good. We'll see. I mean, a lot of people are saying that, so it's not like a hot take or anything. Uh, but I'm, that's kind of what I'm hoping for at the moment. Uh, 
Well, it was good to be back. Yeah, man, I'm sure we'll try again next week. Um, I've been hitting up some random people to see if they want to be on. That um, Basically, it's how I pick people for the podcast. If they want to be on, uh, that's number one important. Like, right. uh, if people want to be on, it's just easier to do. And then if I thought like they just have a voice that would work, I'm like, yeah, you should come on the podcast. But I've had some people turn it down. Some people are like, oh, eventually, yeah, for sure. But we'll see what happens or whatever. I know um, later on this one, I think why it's going to be on to do a top five list. Because I just think anyone who hasn't been on much needs reps. Right. Practice. So um, see how that goes. And then at the end of all this, I'm still making the beats. Fucking, I'm a little too obsessive about it. Um, but, you know, at the end of this whole episode, I'm sure I'll play another new beat that I made this week. And it's probably my favorite one I made so far. I'll play it for you when we okay, get done cool. or whatever. Um, but anyway, uh, thanks for coming on, man. All right. Peace out. So if you have any questions, suggestions, or corrections, please email us at a podcast with Mo. That is a p o d c a s t w i t h m o at gmail.com. Perfect. Boom. All right, and we are joined now by Wyatt. Hey. All right, and oh yeah, we didn't even do a mic test test. Do a test, test, and I'm just going to cut it out. Okay. Test, 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 test. All right. That's good. I'll count it. I might even leave that shit in. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. So w- the only thing we have really on our list, we have a pretty decent top five list that I'll let you basically decide, and it was a, a tough one, which I enjoyed. Um, but I'm going to go over a quick rundown of my notes of what we've already talked about, and if anything just catches your ear and you're like, I have anything to say, and I've probably missed things on my notes. But we talked about uh, Trump, of course. That got brought up. Yeah, I know you're a big fan. Uh, Shark Week (laughs) and how I hate Shark Week. I also hate Shark Week. All right, sweet. I've never, ever been into Shark Week. Like, I I never watched the, I don't even know, what what is it, on History Channel, Discovery Discovery. Yeah, I've never never really watched that channel growing up. And so I've never really got the, the hype. See, my only argument is I actually like the Discovery Channel, and I get tired of all these people that aren't fans like every year being like <laughs> fucking shark week i'm like you don't care anyway yeah. see i want bear week bear week would be cool yeah. uh also had this whole thing of asking snappy what he thinks the definition of fake news is so what do you think that is i mean it's like i mean it's when somebody passes something around as true and it's and it's not. I mean, what do you mean the definition? Like, right. Well, okay. Here's what I said. Now, this is definitely repeating for earlier, but fuck him. Um, I said originally I used to call the onion fake news because no. it's like purposely fake, but for a humorous intent. I'm not talking about the Trump definition. I'm talking about before fucking Trump was running for president, <laughs> fake news was the onion. Sure. Right. Sure. And then once Trump was like, ah, fake news, it became basically what you said. And Snappy agreed with that. But my argument is it has moved past that. Onto people use fake news for I. It may be true, but I don't care. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like even yeah, Ivan, yeah. I'll, I'll admit freely that I've even done that on someone I like. Right? I'm like, well, it's fake news because I don't care. It's not that I honestly think it's uh, not true or whatever. I think that's what it's moved on to currently. Yeah, which is you know terrifying for the future of democracy. But right, yeah, no, I, I agree. You know, that I think people people definitely do that, and you can you know, share all the 
scholarly peer-reviewed resources you want and then they're going to come back with like a blog from crazy joe you know that's right says that you know muslims are actually alien nazi terrorists and you know the they're like well i got my facts and you got your facts right it's like <laughs> these well, are mine no, and these are yours you don't actually and that's the, the like a big problem with like the where that false equivalency comes from is like news organizations and i'm not talking about like Fox News, right? Because, like, I mean, you, they had that guy that comes on at six o'clock and tells and says, "Hey, by the way, everything else everyone said today is wrong. Here's your <laughs> one hour of real news." And right. I like that guy, right? Um, Shep Smith, yes. Yeah. But um, no, I mean, like, news organizations, like liberal news organizations, like fucking CSN or, or CNN, MSNBC, stuff like that are like terrified of being called liberal news organizations, right? Like right. they, they are desperate to like have people think that they're like balanced or whatever, which the whole concept is stupid to me because you should just be like, you should just tell the fucking truth, right? Like you, you, you don't need to put the spin on it. But anyways, um, they're so terrified of that, that they always have crazy Joe next to like Harvard professor, right. you know, like liberal dick, you know, and liberal dick is like, hey, global warming's like destroying the world. And crazy Joe's like, you're, you're a Muslim. Like, you know, like, right. And then people think that these are like equal viewpoints, you know, and setting up these crazy ideas next to like actual facts and like comparing them and everything and treating them like they deserve, you know, to be on the same level is... I mean, real bad. I agree. And honestly, my thought, my two main thoughts with during your your uh, thing there is I don't know what the other option is because I always go to cable news is fucked because they have commercials. So people can pay money, and if people are paying money, then you're going to be biased, period. Sure. That's just how it's going to be for Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, all of them. Sure. And the only other option would be like, okay, well, the government would have to pay for a channel that can't be unbiased, but then you would inherently be biased on the side of the government. Well, I mean, the government paying. does pay for that channel. It's for called PBS? C- C-SPAN. Uh, well, C-SPAN to me is just let's watch people in Congress debate shit. It's funny, right. and they get really funny phone calls, but it's not <laughs> like actual news. Sure, yeah. No. Like the way that we think of sure, news. Sure, yeah, yeah. So I really think it, rely- it comes down to what's happening. I just think people have to get smarter. I think it will have to be YouTube sort of sources, and you got to find the people you can trust. But for every Alex Jones... Mm. You know, that has millions and millions of followers. There's like a million people like I'm trying to tell the truth that no one's watching. Right. So it's like, I don't know what the answer is, but I think we're doing what we can. Just everyone are idiots and they don't hear something go away. Well, and it all goes back to education. Education has to catch up to the 21st century, too. Right. We've got to teach people. We evolved really quickly in our technology for the fact that we are not smarter than like 30 year old. 30 years ago, people that our age, I think we're probably about the same. We just have more shit to, we have more access to stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think that every generation of people has gotten like substantially smarter than the last. But the problem with like generations since the internet is we've kind of like outsourced our like need for critical thinking exactly you know and like we can just have computers do it for us we can just fucking google things and like that's marvelous that's amazing probably google is probably the greatest technological advancement you know in the past really 50 years, i think this but. is the best little like i don't know if analogy or metaphors are i went remember when we were younger and you'd be in math class and i'm actually good at math so i'm like the kid where the teacher was like well you're not always gonna have a calculator 
And I was like, all right, that's true. Let's figure this out. We need to know. And now people are like, no, we fucking always have calculators. <laughs> yeah. So, but I'm still the one that's like, no, but how they get that info? Yeah. Like, I want to know. But other people are like, well, fuck it. Who cares? There right. it is. And yeah. then they just. And that's, that's a problem. I think, I think we have to evolve our educational practices to make it to where we teach kids about like advocacy when it comes to like journalism and you have to be able to tell the difference between journalism and advocacy, right? Like you right. have to be able to look at the author and look up an author and look at a source and, and, you know, determine if it's credible or not, which is a big, big part of my job whenever I'm coaching debate, because in debate you have to prepare research and that research has to be, you know, peer reviewed. It has to be legitimate. And if it's not, you're going to get called out on it, you know? And so I think debate should be just a requirement for everybody. Like, I think you should have to do a year of debate and that would be a good place to teach kids about, you know, the critical thinking skills necessary to parse information, you know, on the internet. Right. But if not, well, you got to at least take care of it in like the computer classes and shit. Well, honestly, I think, I think it would be good to have debate, but for a different reason. I know a lot of people who will freely admit of like, if someone tells me I'm wrong, shut up. <laughs> like, I, even if I right. believe you, I can't, like, they can't handle, like, I really right. enjoy being proved wrong. Like, right. I, I enjoy almost more than anything arguing with someone. Like, I have an older cousin when I was younger, this always happened. And I would have a point, and he would have a point, and by the end, I'd be like, you know what, you're probably, you're right. And I actually enjoy when I get right. corrected on something, or I go through that thought process, but not sure. everyone can handle that. Yeah. And a lot of people, it is just rage. Like, it just causes rage. And I think that's a problem as well, probably. Um, all right, random other things we have here. Have you ever seen the show Handmaid's Tale? No, I've I've thought about it. Um, I just finished season I two, and I'm a big fan of that show. And Snappy talked about how teenagers were dumb uh, for, for a minute. And See, then, people like to, like, hate. The thing is, every single generation has thought that the generation that comes after them is shit. Like... The Romans were the only ones that were correct. <laughs> Everyone else yeah. has been, uh, yeah. But I just remember, like, inaccurate all through like middle school and high school. You know, like we would be like to our teachers, we would be like, yeah, you know, the the kids two grades below us, they're terrible, they're crazy, you know, right? And it's, you know that like the kids two grades above us were saying the same shit. You know, and like old people today, they want to be like, oh, kids are terrible with their selfies and their blah, blah, blah. You know, but if you go back far enough, you they know, were doing hip shakes and fucking right, skirts. And right. That wasn't exactly. Yeah. Right. So it's just like, you know, yes, the teenagers are stupid, but they're not any more stupid. Right. than they have always been. That's where I land. Right? Like, I land on like, yes, they are. And so was I. Right. And honestly, every day. And I know this is like a very common meme thing on Facebook, but I'm always like, fuck, I really thought at some point in time, like. Life would just make sense. Uh, no. And it was, but it was like, no, I'm still the same person. I basically was at 17 in a way, in a way, I mean, I've, I've clearly changed, but I just thought, you know, one day you were always like, I'll be an adult and now I'm adulting. <laughs> yeah. And I even look at my parents now and I'm like, but they have it figured out and guarantee when I'm their age, I'm still going to be like, what the fuck? Definitely. So, um, just interesting stuff. And then talked about who is America because it's like my favorite show on television at that the moment. Great. Um, Iran war that might happen. I just, Jesus, I was Christ. tickled with all the previous Trump tweets about how Obama was going to start a war with right. Iran to distract right. from these other problems, and now right. Trump's doing that move. Yeah, that's exactly. I mean, that's exactly what he's Trump doing. criticizes Trump is the best Reddit there is, mm -hmm. and it just pulls up old tweets he wrote that go against current things he's doing, and right. it's 
unbelievable how he has something for everything. Which he'll he still does. call fake news, right? Like if you <laughs> showed him that, him. he'd still be like, "This is obviously." A terrible lie perpetrated by crooked Hillary Clinton. To yeah, she always, me. always brings Hillary Clinton into yeah. it. And then uh, we talked about, I think we need another plague to, to cure oh, America. Oh um, but that's neither here nor there. So, anyway, our top five list this week, and I want to get around how you proposed it, is top five original video game worlds. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So, a lot of thought went in this for me as far as like a lot of games I thought of, and I was like, well, I like this mechanic that's kind of part of the world, but do I care? Like, world was a very uh, odd term. Sure, sure. I, I probably should have said like setting, right? Like, right. And that's, I think setting. I went with uh, any game that had multiple games in it automatically gets like a little bump because you're like, well, that sure. world's expanded. Yeah, it's a no, bigger definitely. world. Definitely. Um, I think every one on my list has multiple. Yeah, every single one on my list has multiple games in it. Um, one of mine does not. But so just to go with one that like I wanted to do and then just some examples of things I didn't just to clear up world here because I have a lot of these random ones. Sure. Like Life is Strange, I really enjoy on the PS4. I think it's a great game. I have no idea what that is. Uh, it's kind of a telltale-ish in the sense it's like a story episode thing, but okay. you actually like play in a 3D world and the graphics are good. Um, <laughs> and you're this girl, you're like a teenager, I believe you're a lesbian, play that comes in towards the end. Cool. Uh, and you get this power where you can reverse time. But then you're like going through these worlds of like, you can break the lock on a door, get in the room, and then reverse time when the lock unbreaks, right? So like you, cool. everything around you goes. So you use that mechanic. That's cool. And, that, and the story still sticks with me. I think about it all the time. But it's only been one game. And I'm like, I don't know if it was the story I liked or the world because I haven't seen other games sure, in that world sure. yet, right? Yeah. So that's why I didn't include something like that. Um and then I know these. I know we're not gonna. Get, we weren't gonna give out any honorable mentions, but I want to give out one because we were just so in agreement with it. We both really like Warcraft, like the world of like the world of Warcraft, <laughs> not the game World of Warcraft. Yeah. And me and you were both like, we like that, but fuck World of Warcraft. Right. Yeah. I don't. Like. I don't play that game. That's why I put it on my honorable mentions, just because like it is like there are, there have been over six million years of game time that people have spent in that world collectively. Right. Right. Like you can't have a world like that. That's like top three most lived in game worlds of all time, you know, with like it's densely populated, multiple expansions, thousands of years of lore, you know, and not put it in the list. But I've just never played that game for more than like five minutes. Right. So in my honestly, list, if world of Warcraft never came out, it would have probably been on my list because I loved Warcraft 2 and 3 to the extent of like... Yeah, I never played any of those games. I really enjoyed it. And even when 3 came out, I was like, what? They added new races? What is the reasoning and story ramifications? Like, I was really into it. But then World of Warcraft was so huge and I never played it that I was like, I'm a fake fan. So I'm not going to put it. That's kind of how I felt. So what is going to be your number five? Okay, so... My number five is the Halo world, which okay. I guess is like the same as our world in terms of like it's set in like our universe, but I mean, it's different enough. Obviously different. Um, so yeah, basically it it was either this or Mass Effect, right? And like Mass Effect, I think is more fleshed out. It's more there's more in depth lore that you can get into just because of the nature of the game, right? Like right. it's more RPG. Yeah, it's an RPG instead of just being a shooter, and so that gives you more you know, room to explore and stuff like that. But I don't really like those games like at all. Um, I played like 
I don't know, a few hours of the first yeah. one. A quick aside on that, I beat the first one when the trilogy came out to PS3, and I actually really liked the first one. Played the second one, which is critically acclaimed as the best, got 10 minutes into it and was like, this is bullshit, and I quit. So that's why I didn't put it. I totally agree, um, but, uh, you know, I, I just that's eventually what made my decision is like, if you're going to look at like an expansive sci-fi universe set in the future with multiple different races and political implications and all that kind of stuff, these worlds are very similar, but I actually played all the halo games. Right. And so just for me, that's what made that decision. But I do like that there are, you know, the political, there's the political side of it because you have these different factions that are kind of at war. And, you know, even though you see it through the eyes of like a soldier and you don't really have a lot to do with like the, you know, overall decisions being made or whatever, you're just kind of on the front lines. You still get to experience like multiple different worlds and, you know, it's over the course of multiple years. And then when you look at like the expanded stuff, like Halo Wars, you get to see like how it began and, you know, stuff like that. So that was, that was my number five. Yeah. I don't personally love Halo. Um, I loved Halo two when it came out. Like I played a lot of it, but most of my complaints aren't about the world. Like, I don't really care about the story. I don't think any of that matters. And I guess I associated stories with worlds, I guess, in my thought process. But it is a big world. I mean, there's a lot of lore to it and a lot going on if you really got into it. I can see that. Yep. Um, My number five is a game that does have a sequel, but I haven't played the sequel, but I love the first game enough. Um, The game's Dishonored. I don't remember what their uh, world is called there. But it's set in, like, a Victorian-era steampunk but instead of steampunk they call it well punk because everything runs on well oil okay so it's like the 15 1600s but they have like technology of like the 1900s so like they've progressed a little quicker with this well oil and so there's just a lot of fun steampunk atmospheric stuff to the world and the whole uh the gameplay is it's like a stealthy game and you have some powers and you you can get through the whole game without killing anyone and you get a trophy but I, I, it's really hard. I can't I always yeah. have to kill somebody eventually. Yeah. Uh, it's a really fun game, but I always played it because I was like, fuck, this world is really cool. And, you know, it's like open levels and you go through and you'll, you know, you're uh, in like the rich area of the city and you'll see all the prostitutes and, the, you know, the people in their powdered wigs and their <sighs> shauna. It just was really interesting and fleshed out. The second game I know got good critical reviews, but didn't sell real well. So I don't know if they'll ever do a third one. I mean, I can't complain i didn't buy the second one so <laughs> sure um eventually i'll get to it but i really enjoy the world of dishonored so i'm gonna give that my number five so my number four was and this is gonna disappoint dom because he said this might have been like his number one was the pokemon world um I thought long and hard about it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, it's an awesome world with, like, now it's branched over into, like, manga and anime and movies and, you know, it, it's an incredibly popular selling world with an interesting concept and beautiful art and all that kind of stuff. The only reason that it's not higher on my list is I haven't seriously played a Pokemon game since Diamond and Pearl, and I haven't really loved a pokemon game since like emerald i agree emerald's the best but emerald is my favorite i'll let you know last time i played one because i think this is a fun story remember when pokemon go came out and everyone fucking flipped shit about it yeah and i was like god damn it i just want to play pokemon sure which led to me and my wife spending way too much money back when i had money Mm -hmm. um each bought our own 3ds and i bought x and she bought y or vice versa i think Uh i got y she got x 
and play the fuck out of that game. And it was really cool because they gave you the original three starting Pokemon. They gave you Emerald, I think, original three, or maybe Gold and Silver. One of those. So you got like three original starting Pokemon or whatever eventually. And it was a really fun game. Super fucking easy. So they yeah. made it like yeah. way easy. And then I bought Sun and Moon because I owned a 3DS. I haven't even beat the second island they got rid yeah. of gems and they fucked yep. it all up yeah anyway. that's how my my wife is like really into pokemon she's played all of them and when um she got sun and moon that's exactly what happened with her she got like halfway through the game and she was like yeah this isn't great and so she just put it down right. um and i and i agree i think the games have gotten just progressively like more for for kids maybe maybe i've just grown up but i remember it you know and you see this no, like dude, on the internet the too, first but one like, had a darker underlying story hidden of like sure. there was a civil war and we enslaved the pokemon <laughs> and sure. then they just forget that shit later on well and but like just from like a gameplay perspective you would go through like a cave fighting all these people and then at the, you'd, you know you'd have like one pokemon left and you'd get to the end and as soon as you step out of the cave your rival would come up and be like you know, eat dick, kid. Like, right. you know, and, you, and you'd have to fight him. But now, you know, your rival comes up and he's like, "Hey, man, you made it through the cave. That's awesome. Here, let me heal your Pokemon yeah. for you." <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, it's just I, I've fallen more out of love with the game, but I can't deny that yeah, I spent a lot of time in that world. I love that world, and you I do know, think they did a good job with the 3D graphics. And if they remade all the ones I loved with the 3D graphics, yeah. I would replay every one of them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, Heart Gold and Soul Silver, just the ability to have a Pokemon like following you around you know and stuff like on oh, the newest one really see, sold. something i know a lot of people hated on but i love in pokemon i enjoyed the management of your hm moves to me that was like a big part of the strategy right yeah and now you don't it doesn't matter there's no hm moves once you get fly it's because a fucking charizard swoops up and flies you down that someone else's charizard right like it has nothing to do with yours or whatever right. um and I hate that shit. I enjoyed being like, no, you have that one that can learn like four HMs. And he doesn't even <laughs> fight. He's just there for HMs. Like, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed the little things of the old 2D Pokemon. So I agree. I don't love the 3D ones. I just don't love the Pokemon world. I don't think it's, like I said, the first game they had potential, but they never really flesh out the world unless the world's like, they're all the Nurse Joys look the same. And what the fuck? How are, are they all clones? Like, if they got into maybe some of that shit, I'd be like, fucking fleshed out world. Sure. But it is very... Well, that's another reason why I liked Emerald, like the Gen 3 in, in general, because yeah. they had, like, the creation myths with the legendary Pokemon that right. they got into, you know, and I really liked that. But then, like, two generations later, they made Arceus, right? The praise be unto he, right. you know? And, like, it's like, well, what about all this stuff that you just said? And then, And then you have to decide whether or not you're okay with all these creation myths are just fucking myths. And the truth is they're just fucking animals, <laughs> you know, like, right. And you know, to some extent that's kind of how the real world is, you know, there's fucking, yeah, I would, right, I would but, enjoy that, that whole take on it. Um, I will say silver and gold are my favorite. The silver original and gold silver. And gold. And gold. I haven't played the remakes, but I just remember oh, the as far as which memories I, I have the most of, those are the ones I fucking remember that game very well. Um, Okay, my number four is going to be a super new game. Um, a lot of mine are actually newer because I just don't think a lot of old games cared about their world as much. Um, I went with God of War, and this is basically because my wife said, you have to put that game on that has the turtle tree. That's exactly what she said. I go, what? That's she hilarious. Goes, you know, the one with the tree was on that turtle. I go, oh, God of War. She's like, that was like the prettiest game I've ever seen. That world was great. So when she heard best video game world, she went to like, what looks the best. So I was like, you know what? I'll take it because I enjoyed that world. It's And the new God of War changed it from the old one where it's not really 
I mean, it is Earth, but not like the way we think of it. They travel to different realms and shit, right? So, like, uh, I think it's different enough uh, to not be real world. Um, and I just like all their lore that's involved in God of War. Yeah, I definitely, I considered putting that on the list, too. And I think in three or four years when we've had another one or two of these new kind of next-gen God of War games, I think it will definitely make my list. Um but I just, you know, only having one game, that's why I took it out. But it is, I mean, a beautiful, beautiful game. And um, everything feels, you know, just like a ton of thought went into everything. And Right. They set up the first game so well for the world that if it's not amazing, then they really fuck up somehow. I guess like it's so perfectly built right now or whatever. All right. So what is your number three? All right, so for number three, I did the Dragon Age world, um, and you know it was it was it, basically it came down to: am I going to pick Tamriel or am I going to pick the Dragon Age world? Right. And I know you're like super into um, Elder Scrolls, so I figured it'd probably be on your list anyways. And honestly, I like Dragon Age more than you know. Right. Um, than than Elder Scrolls, and so I I didn't wind up putting Elder Scrolls on my list, which may have been a mistake. But um, I mean, you're right. I, I, I do, do have. I, it, so. I didn't want to have like all these fantasy worlds, you know, like um, yeah, Dragon Age, you know, Elder Scrolls, um, Fable. You know, I, I wanted to kind of diversify it. But um, for my fantasy world slot, uh, I definitely went with. Uh, with Dragon Age because I love the lore um, and its religious overtones like a whole lot. Um, I, I agree with that point. Um, when they talk about like the the um, Darkspawn or what would become the Darkspawn priests, you know, were these mages that went into the Fade to um, to take over the Maker's city and when they got there, his throne was empty. You know, I think that's like an amazing metaphor for like, you know, human nature and its tendency towards, you know, self-destruction. and Right. I mean, Bioware games in general just always have a good underlying story. Like, I love Knights of the Old Republic. It's the only yeah, Star yeah, Wars yeah. thing I even enjoy is that game. So Knights of the Old Republic is an awesome game. Right. And that's my first uh, introduction to them back in the day. So any game I've come into of theirs, I always am like, this will have a good story. Yeah, and I yeah. think Dragon Age does. Yeah, I love Dragon Age. Dragon Age 2 was kind of weak um, from like a world perspective because it was the smallest one. The whole thing basically took place in this one city right. um, for the most part. Um, whereas in the first one, you traveled all over like this country. And then in the most recent one, you're traveling all over the world. And I'm really excited for the next one because it looks like it's going to be in the Tevinter uh, Imperium and right. and the Canari lands, and that's like a whole part of the world we've never been to. That's the Horn people. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. And so it basically looks like the story is going to be like the Kunari are starting a war against the Tevinter, and you're going to be like a Tevinter slave, and you know that that's kind of the prevailing theory right now. Anyway, right. this is what well, where it's going. Yeah, um, I actually have quite a bit of experience with uh, the games. I played the first one. Uh, I didn't, I mean, I enjoyed it a lot. I like the fact you could start, I like five different playthroughs. 
Like yeah. you could do one with an elf. Was yep. that elf from the city or from the forest? And I'm like, my elf's from the forest. I was like, actually, yep. I hate these forests. So I deleted that one. <laughs> made a racist, city elf. Man. Right, made a city yeah. elf. And was like, oh, everyone's racist towards you in the city. <laughs> so you're, you want to be persecuted or the persecutors? <laughs> like, I, you had to make that choice. And then there was the whole dwarf storyline where you were like, yeah, the, the dwarven storyline was really fun. One, I um, so I really enjoyed the first game. Didn't play the second one because it got such horrible reviews. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to play it. <laughs> and then Dragon Age Inquisition, which is the newest one, I I mean I platinumed it. Yeah, it was, so it was an amazing game. I, and I really think that was more a lot of times I platinum games because I love them. That was definitely a, there was nothing else out at the time. And I was like, well, I enjoy this game, so I'm gonna do a second playthrough to get these extra trophies because I have nothing else to play. Um and then so during doing that, I'm like, well, I guess I really enjoy it. I got all the cutscenes and look, you know, fleshed out all that stuff. Had sex with all the different had sex people with all you can the have people. Sex with. <laughs> I enjoy any game where you can have sex with people. That's one thing that I that I don't like. I, Bioware, they try to be like real woke, you know, which right. I appreciate. But like ninety percent of their characters are bisexual because they want you to feel like you know right. you're not like left out or whatever. Like, right, and I just think, but if, like that's just not how things not really are. Sick, right, <laughs> I was actually complaining uh, this week about I was just ranting about shit that happens all the time around here. My watch just puts up with it, <laughs> and I was like, you know, I get so annoyed at like. Um, or my example of like why I'm not always like always on the liberal side of like when The Witcher came out, people were like, where's all the people of color in The Witcher? And I'm like, well, it's based on like a 1500s Polish folklore. So color minorities didn't exist, right? Like they were only white people in their stories. So if they're going to make it factual to these stories and they're like, yeah, but that's it's racist. And I'm like, but it's and I even and now if you made one of like all in Africa and there was no white people, I wouldn't be upset. Now, I'm sure people, someone would. So I'm not going to speak for all white people. <laughs> I wouldn't dare do that. Um, but it's just weird how people get like that. I'm like, but, but what's accurate for instance, like with the gay people, like if it's 10% of people are gay, then sure. Around 10% of your cast would be gay. If you're going to be accurate to the current modern setting. Right. Sure. No, I think that, I mean, I guess I'm with the cra crazy liberals on this one just because like two things, like one, like people of color did exist back then, you know, like it's not like. I don't think there's anywhere in the world where it's just exclusively white people, right? And I would have, I, I would assume so at a lot of places before there was like world travel that happened. I'm sure there was like every once in a while you would have like a traveling merchant. You would see that like, oh, that's a different race. But I think in general, in like the 1400s, you're not really seeing many people. And not just, just, I mean, like not just black village. people, but like, and well, and again, the game, the game doesn't take place in like a little village. You travel all over this like countryside. It's like the biggest map of any game. In the oh, no, I just think people get mad at New things set in northern europe for not having other races i'm like well that doesn't if it's set in america sure we're fucking definitely a melt like a melting pot out of a lot of stuff but there are places that no there aren't anyone else but even then the second point though on that is like is the game set in northern europe or is it set in like a world based on northern europe because if it's set in a fantasy world you could just this world also has black people right this world also has like this other race of people you know like that that's a thing that I think like you you know is where you're making a conscious decision to make it all white and that's the problem. If the game was set in actual northern Europe, then I think you could get away with it a lot easier than just like I'm going to make this fantasy world and in my fantasy everyone is white and that's yeah. A if it wasn't weird. based on an intelligent property that they bought off an author who wrote book a book series, well, I then would the agree. author that wrote the book should have had more people. Right, but they, that author that was alive 50 years ago isn't taking shit for a game that came out two years ago. <laughs> I, I, I don't know when the books were written. Though. Right, I mean, they're just kind of older. Um, I don't know. To me, I just hate diversity for diversity's sake. I just think it's dumb when it's like, all right, we have a TV show. Let's make one Asian, one black, one white, 
oh, two girls, two boys. We need to make sure it's all even. I'm like, I think you should just have the characters that's best for whatever story you as the the author or the creative person intends. Like, if it doesn't matter, it shouldn't. Like, the F Fantastic Four thing. Everyone got mad at Michael B. Jordan for being the Human Torch. To me, that doesn't... Him being white wasn't important to his character. Right. So I don't care. But then the argument's, well, his sister's white and their brother and sister, and they changed his origin story so they're half-siblings in this now. I understand why if you like really fucking cared about Fantastic Four, you're like, they're changing it. Because I got <laughs> the four pissed people when they, out there that are like, right. that's my favorite. But like I get pissed when there's the dumbest changes from the Game of Thrones book to the TV show. I'm like, why couldn't Charles Dance just be bald? Why can't they shave his head? He's bald in the book when Tywin. So yeah. So like, I think that that's a good example though of like a, a a writer who does diversity well because you know, like a lot of his main characters are female. Right. Yeah. And you can say like, well, back in, in the you know, those days, you know, females didn't have the, the rights and stuff and they and and they didn't get to be knights and right. stuff. Right. And it was but, based on the War of the Roses. So right. we can but say like, it is based on right. European history. But like he still, you know, makes sure that there are badass female characters that get to be assassins or knights or whatever. Even if they are, you know, the outliers, even if they are you know, breaking from standard society, he still gives like these people, groups of people, chances to like do badass things. And like, I think he handles people of color well because, you know, in Westeros, you know, you don't see a lot of people of color, but there are the Dornish, right, who immigrated over. And there are, you know, um, people from the Summer Isles that right. they meet. Yeah. They're more pirates and stuff. But to yeah, me, that would be. And I think that makes sense. And I think other people actually do complain that there's not enough people of color in Game of Thrones. That is a complaint he gets. But I defend it because if it is based in a European time period, you probably wouldn't see many, at least in the way he set up his world. And when you do see them, it's when you travel outside of Westeros. Because in his world, everyone is pretty separated. Like, you don't meet many people from a shy in Westeros or whatever. Right, like, but yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. He has this whole other continent where there's the Dothraki. Like, when they say there's not enough people of color, let's talk about just quantity-wise. The Dothraki, you see them in, like, the tens of thousands, you know? And right. I would call, I mean, they're people of color, right? So, like, you know, you don't see a whole lot of black people on that show, but that's because they're all from, like, the Summer Isles and stuff where, like, you don't they don't really take play, part in, like, a whole lot of stuff. Right, but, but that's you do still see some. For right? other you, games, They are still there you know there's they're not a whole lot of them you know but to just not have any you know that that seems really i think the only thing that hurts this whole uh argument and i know it's gotten a complete tangent of like hollywood the casting of races is because they keep putting fucking people like matt damon and tom cruise as like the lead of asian movies oh my god and yeah, you're that's like some god shit. damn it <laughs> y'all yeah. are what's ruining it or when they fucking did when they did um dragon ball and they tried to live action dragon ball oh i didn't even and, see that oh yeah you haven't like heard of it mm. oh my god no, yeah I'm they not did a, a dragon ball person they so. did a live action dragon ball and it was horrific uh like well, just, he has blonde hair yeah I just get it. bad on a whole other level um i've always been very I, I enjoy japanese video games a lot and i'm always like why do they all have fucking blonde hair and they look white <laughs> i don't get it it's so odd but i guess i don't know who knows um I have no idea. I think I'm on my number three. Is that correct? What was your number three? My number three was, was Dragon, Dragon Age. Age. Okay. So I think we're on my number three, which I went with Horizon Zero Dawn. Wonderful world. It's uh, basically the same reason I put a God of War. It only has one game so far, but the world building has set it up so perfect yeah. that there's no way they fuck it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, my, my number two when we get to it is the reason why Horizon Zero Dawn wasn't on the list is because right. my number two is kind of similar, right. um, but I like it more. But Horizon Zero Dawn was definitely something I considered. Right. I, to I me, Horizon Zero world. Dawn, uh, 
and I mentioned similar with God of War 4. It's like, I was playing, I was like, there's no way it's this good. Like, the whole yeah, time, I'm like, right. no way. Yeah. Now, it's going to fall apart in a minute, and then it does, and you're like, okay. Yeah, it's good from start to finish. It's just a great game. I think some of the combat's a little stiff, but it'll be way better in the second game once they figure that out, yeah, I think, yeah, of mechanics. Yeah. But I really enjoy the story, the setting, the world. I want to sequel just because i'm like what else i gonna do in that world that's fucking yeah. cool world yeah even like, if it doesn't have like aloy even if the sequel yeah. is like a different character you know that but they'll have a aloy. different part of the world oh no yeah for sure they're but, gonna make it like their new snake or whatever like right, she's gonna be the right. playstation person right but i mean you know i'd like to see different parts of the world because this is just one part of one continent of what is now the world right right and so i'd like to see you know different parts of the world and i'm pretty and, sure i know what your number two is and i would say the same thing about that game <laughs> so it's like i see where they're very similar. yeah yeah i think you're right i think you're yeah so let's get to that so um my number two is the fallout world yes um and, um, and yeah, I, I definitely agree. I want to see like, you know, I want the next game to be, and I guess rumor is the next game is going to be set in like, well, I mean, not rumor. The next game is going to be set in like West Virginia, right? right. Fallout 76 or whatever. I'm debating on buying it. We'll yeah. See. I'm, I'm going to need to see how it is before because I'm not going to buy it and spend months building like this perfect settlement. And then some 11 year old fucking nuke it for fun. Like that would piss me off. Um, I don't think they're gonna do it. I think they're. I think they're hiding. I think you can do single player. The game's too. It's too single player focused originally for them not to have that option. Well, the all. problem is he said that like there will be no NPCs in the game. Like oh, every <laughs> single person you meet will be another player. There will be like robots that you can trade with and like vendors and stuff, vending machines or stuff. Would make sense, but there will not be like for their people. story. It makes sense there wouldn't be NPCs, right? Because like you're the first people to come out of the vault, right? Um. But I'm super worried about that, too. I have no idea how that's going to turn out. And I don't really have friends that I game with like that. You know, it's hard enough getting people to play Fortnite. I've had play a match with a friend on Fortnite for six days that I still have. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's hard enough to get people to get together for 20 minutes to play a few games of Fortnite. But to get together to, like, build a city, you know, for a few hours, like, I don't see that happening. So you're going to have to use, like... Um, party finders and stuff and like then you're just dealing with random 11 year olds you know and that's not a good time so i'm really worried about it too i hope that it's good it looks good visually but i'm worried about but anyways the world of fallout um i think is i was torn between it and horizon zero dawn obviously horizon has like way better graphics because yeah you know it's fallout 4 was made in a bubble in a fucking (laughs) time machine right yeah crazy so it you know it's kind of which yeah, so it's kind of bad um, graphics-wise, but I think just like the – I like the lore behind it um, more. The lore behind Horizon Zero Dawn is amazing um, and, and how the, like this AI like rebuilt the world or whatever. Spoilers, by the way. Right. But um, but uh, with Fallout, I love that there was this war that decimated the land and like we're just now getting to the point where like people – are repopulating whereas like in horizon there's this sense that like people have been around for a good length of time right well horizon's so long that people are ignorant to a lot of things where right. fallout we've kept all of our intelligence right yeah yeah, yeah. which you know it's kind of like in again spoilers what's what's the policy on spoilers? i don't care okay so again <laughs> in horizon you find out that like all of human knowledge was purposefully destroyed right. whereas it should have been presented to them like once people were reestablished, they were going to be presented with this collection of human knowledge but it was destroyed whereas in fallout we managed to keep it i think that is pretty much the the difference you yep. know is the technology they have access to and their ability to understand and use it because they've kind of kept it over the years 
Um, but I love the thing that I love about the fallout world is like you have the vaults and there are these psychological experiments and like you see kind of the darker side of government. Right. I think if you don't really pay attention when you're playing fallout and I'm not trying to call pow out here, for instance, but like the way me and pow out play fallout or, and he has never played fallout, but he likes Skyrim. So I know he would enjoy it. Sure. He would just be like, well, let's do the quest where I'm like, I might notice like, oh shit, some shit happened here. And you read the journal right. and it tells you some stuff like it. It gets deeper if you want it to. Right, right. In the Fallout world, I think even more so than Skyrim. Like it's, um, you really have to kind of want it to be more yeah. than just a shoot people game. And there's so many like different factions. Like every game has like three or four different factions in this area, and three or four different factions in this area. Right. And some are bigger than others, and they're totally different. And you know, whereas in Horizon, you have these different world or these different countries. Um, that are kind of fighting it out, but there's only three of them. There's only these three different countries, and they're fighting it out. And I think that once there's more games in the in the Horizon right. series, it'll be better. Um, but right now, it just seems kind of too small for me to look at Fallout, which has like you know six games now, and you know spanning like all across the country, you know, to to look at it and say you know not pick it. But I think Horizon is going to give it a run for its money in the post-apocalyptic category. Right. All right. And so I'll say this about Fallout. I have Platinum Fallout 4, and I'm currently about to – I'm trying really hard to Platinum Fallout Shelter. And I don't know about <laughs> Fallout Shelter. It is. It was a mobile game first, and I played the fuck out of Fallout Shelter on my phone. So when they were like, oh, we're going to put it out for free on PS4, I was like, are there trophies? And oh it was like, God. yes, there's a Platinum trophy. And I go, all right, well – I'll just check in on this every night. I'll do a little bit here and there. Eventually, I'm like 50% of the way through. All I have are the get 100 legendary weapons. So I'm like, I have four. So <laughs> these might take a while. But I, So I really enjoyed the Fallout world. Like I played a lot. But my complaints are I hated Fallout 3 for some reason. I know it's like most people think it's the what best. The fuck? I just played. It was like, this is really boring to me. There was something about it being... Uh, Honestly, I hate the VAT system, and they fixed it with Fallout yeah, 4, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And hear that. it was very empty in between shit. And I played Fallout New Vegas, loved it. I love New Vegas. I yeah. put it way, it's probably my favorite. New Vegas is definitely But the I best got one. to the last mission of New Vegas. This is a really well known bug, so I'm not the only one that this happened to. Um, if you do something before you hit the last mission, both people want to kill you or yep. something, and then it just, there's no ending. Yep. And I was like, are you, f-? so I got, I got a little sour taste from that, right? Yeah. So Bugs, between, man, Bethesda games. That's, I know. So ugh. between that, I was like, it's rough. I wasn't going to put Fallout, but I do really enjoy it. Now, my complaint is apparently this nuclear war happens in the year 2077, but sure. all their aesthetics are the 1950s, and no one has ever even done a, anything to make that make sense. Like, why are they all 1950s sort of technology? Well, it's retro futuristic, right? So, like, it, the idea is that, like, I mean, is it our timeline? And if it is, when did it separate? From what I understand, the difference is they no one ever discovered um, transistors. Okay. It's a world, what the world would look like if no one ever discovered a transistor. Okay. Which, like, transistors allow us to, like, make things smaller and smaller and smaller. So, like, that's why, like, you see, like, people walking around with, like, robots that are fucking huge and right. floating around and shit. See, I always Whereas, enjoyed like, the look. It just never makes sense to me. And if that's the explanation, yeah. then that would help. Yeah, but you I'd find that like, out in like um, if it's twenty seventy seven, they should have way cooler shit. Yeah, yeah, than yeah. No, yeah. It's a world where no one ever discovered the transistor. I think that's like the the one like difference, Ooh, right? And like because we discovered the transistor in like in the seventies, I think. 
Um, and so that's why like their technology kind of diverged where they have like cooler shit because it's, it's, they had like a hundred years extra, right? you know, but it's, it's a, it's not as like small or as streamlined or as sleek because they can't like make it any smaller cause they don't have the transistor. Gotcha. That makes way more sense. That's why there's no transistor radios either in the fallout world. There's only ham radios. Ah, sure. Um, uh, for the same reason. That is cool. So. I do enjoy Fallout. The thing that I don't like about Fallout from an aesthetic perspective is the Great War was supposed to be like, what, 400 years ago or whatever. And like the countryside is still like shit, like just like decimated still. Like it looks like it happened yesterday. Right. And that's like, well, how bad will Fallout 76 have to look? Right. Yeah. Which which Fallout 76 looks from what you can tell looks better than most recent (laughs) games like Fallout 3. Maybe that's how they're going to wreck on it. It was no. The reason it looks so bad is because there was another. Right. Yeah. 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 Now that would be that would be legit because they need to come up with something because Fallout 3 looks really bad and Fallout 4 is still pretty damn bad. And I just because like, you know, science people or whatever have done like studies on that kind of thing and after 400 years it wouldn't look like that right i remember discovery channel had this uh, show it was like when nature reclaims it or something right. it was yeah, like yeah, yeah. here's what san francisco looks after a hundred years yeah and, then and that's like, the thing is like on none of the grass and all of fallout is like any higher than like your ankles like <laughs> right. even like the high grass area like comes up like halfway to your shin i'm like this fucking like there should be like areas where you can't even like get through because of the grass is taller right. than you you know I, I agree and like i guess the idea is that like the radiation made it to where things can't grow but i just don't think radiation would like i mean the half-life of these things is like hundreds of millions of years but i think that they would dissipate to the point well i mean we know, have a real life example of with chernobyl at the moment right yeah and so, yeah so. and we can see that you know grass still i think grows there i yeah. believe but anyway um my number two is a a newish game it is uh, very weird and i'm sure most people haven't played it and i don't know how to pronounce it because that's how weird it is okay it's either near automata or near automata oh the um <laughs> It's like an Android yeah. futuristic, everyone's Android yeah, game. I've never played that game either, but I, I have seen it, yeah. It is, it, I think about it all the time, which is weird. Uh, the story's just so good. I think the combat's somewhat generic, you know, action game sort of combat, but it, it switches around a lot. It's got small RPG elements, you know, you upgrade your weapons through materials and shit like that. And the enemies are very boring because they're not very diverse. But it's basically set in a world like all humans are dead, humans made androids. So you're the androids trying to take over the world back from the robots. And I'm assuming there's some plan to bring humans back, but I don't, I don't really sure. know. And I know there's a prequel to this game, or a game that came before, that I haven't played that I'm sure establishes the stuff better. But I just playing the game was like, oh, man, this is really fucking good. And then you, after you beat it the first time through, you had the sidekick with you the whole time, this little boy you enjoyed. And the second playthrough, you play as him. And you play through the same story, but through his perspective. That's you're cool. like, okay, so you get another angle. And he's a lot more sympathetic uh, in his programming than the, the sure. main girl. And then the third playthrough, you play as a whole different character that continues off where the first two stories end to get the rest of the story. So it's intimidating, I guess. I think you have to beat a game three times. Uh, but the story's so good. And every time I like want to play, it was like, I got to figure out what's going on in this world. You know how all this shit happened, and then you know you find some robots that aren't evil. They're like good. They've like ascended to. They know what the fuck's going on. They're not just a, a violent program, and sure. that's interesting, right? And so they do a lot of you know what is humanity sort of themes sure. throughout the game. Um, it just really stuck with me. I really like the game, and think more people should play it. So I'm putting it number two. Well, yeah, I have to check it out. I've seen that game before, and like thought. 
you know, that looks cool. I should play that, but I've just never done it. Right. And like I think I've mentioned a long time ago, me and Powell first started the podcast of like the first opening scene, it goes from like those old Sega, like on rail shooters, like Gallagher, right? Things going from the top and you're just moving, shooting it. And it goes from that to like uh, an action brawler and then down to like a devil may cry and then a side scroller. And it's like all in the first scene, you're <laughs> like, cool. what the fuck is going on? But yeah, it is really cool. And I think the story at least kept me going through all those channels. Like, well, I got to figure out what all this shit is. Um, so that's my number two. So what is your number one? Well, I have one more honorable mention. Do we, are we doing that now? Or are we, uh, we'll wait. We'll one? wait. Okay. So number one for me is the mushroom kingdom. Um, couldn't disagree more. <laughs> I just think that, you know, it's too iconic. It's too like, it, it was kind of the progenitor of, you know, a lot of different styles of gaming. I mean, you wouldn't have games like, you know, Banjo Kazooie or, you, you know, fucking, I mean, there's just a ton of games that come directly from Well, they basically, that. they didn't invent the platformer. They perfected the platformer yeah, with yeah. The Mario 1. And then they... There was three approaches to 3D worlds with Mario 64, Knights on the Dreamcast, I think it was, or whatever the other Sega fucking game was, and then Crash Bandicoot. Right. And Mario 64 was the way to do it. Yeah, Mario 64 was, like, the first video game that I ever, like, fell in love with and, like, played, you know, every single star to get Yoshi on top of the castle and all that stuff. Like, you know, I, I loved Mario 64, and... Um, my but my favorite Mario games are the Paper Mario games. Mm-hmm. The Paper Mario games are like, I mean, I've never if I could get them. a GameCube and replay like Paper Mario Thousand Year Door. Oh my God, forget about it. Like, so there's just so much like nostalgia and so much like, um, so much that it's just like the the model that other games have used over the years, like. I think you've got to give it its due and like just in terms of like the world itself, you know, it's of course it's not going to be like as deep or as rich as, you know, like Horizon Zero Dawn or Fallout or anything. But like there's still like a good story behind the world, you know, you still have, you know, this evil. Of course, you know, it's it's not as it's not as deep, but you have this evil king that's trying to take over the kingdom and he's kidnapping the princess and it's weird as hell that like you know you call the plumbers when that happens but right the thing is i really enjoy some mario games i don't love all of them um i enjoy one two and three originals like world my favorite mario game is the squaresoft uh rpg they made for super nintendo yeah like yeah. mario and the seven stars i think so it's called something yeah. like that I really enjoyed that game a whole lot because it was Final Fantasy, but with Mario characters. Right. right? I think you should play Paper Mario then because right. it's exactly the that's same. That's what I've heard. I've heard the, the art style is just That's different. like the uh, spiritual successor. Yeah. So I'm sure I would enjoy it. But I would say I don't consider Mario's world good because none of them are connected. Or if they are, it's like on some crazy shit you got to connect. <laughs> it's like, yeah. okay, the first game is the only one that story's real. That's when Mario <laughs> actually saved Princess. The third one's the a se- play. <laughs> the second one, he's dreaming about it. <laughs> And the third one is a play on what happened <laughs> in the first one. Super Mario World, I guess, is real because he meets Yoshi. Sure. Um, and then after that, it's like, you can't tell me any of this shit. You know, like, the reason I put no Final Fantasy games is they're not one world, right? Like, a couple are share world here and there. Sure. Um, but Mario, to me, it's all mechanics. The mechanics are great. Fucking right. Mario Tennis, love it. Mario Golf, great. Mario Kart, amazing. Yeah. The world isn't what, like, oh, they have mushrooms and cacti. And <laughs> fucking Venus flytraps that eat you. 
it's I just, fun as I fuck. I love that it's like a world where like there are like living cacti and and they you know and throw the their heads to at kill you. you. <laughs> yeah, well, that's just Oklahoma, you right? Know? Yeah. Um, I love stealing things from the internet and pretending they're mine. I do it all the time. Um, but yeah, so like uh, you know, it, it's a world with fucking bipedal dinosaurs that carry you around and right. I mean, it's, you're it's saying very like, whimsical, you know, what just, collection that shares a world has like the best games you got to play for the rest of your life. Sure. Mario. But if you're like, which one's like the best world, I just don't know if I put more, but I get what you're, sure. I get that. Uh, it's, I mean, it's a classic legendary sort of thing. Um, and my number one, you called it earlier. I'm going with Tamriel. Yeah. Um, I figured you would. And I don't know if Jordan one. I've just spent some more time in that place yeah. than any other one. I've put about 900 hours in oblivion. I put about, 400 hours in a Skyrim, I've platinum Skyrim twice, once on PS3 and once on PS4. So I just feel like I've seen enough of that. I've seen a lot of that world, right? I like the fact that after my first playthrough of Skyrim, I never even went underneath the college and realized you could make staffs with brooms and crystals or whatever, right? I like, didn't know you could do that either. Like there's a little random fucking thing in the book you find and it tells you about it. And you're like, what the fuck? And you can make like a staff of summon flame. <laughs> that's HR, cool. Right. It's like, oh, that's crazy. Or that there's like a guy in Oblivion that if you just follow him, that every second Wednesday of the month, he cheats on his wife with another woman and walks to her house. But on this one day of every like no one ever i didn't find it myself right i saw it online but it's like they just take the time they're like yeah all the people have shit to do and the reason why i enjoy elder scrolls more than fallout is fallout's people are just random i get elder scrolls are random people too but they give them names and make them feel like they're their own character and fallout's like literally like copy paste guy copy yeah. paste yeah, guy yeah, right yeah, yeah. um and i just really enjoy like it felt like it was a real world like all my real people if i kill this shop owner that guy's dead and another guy comes and buys his shop and now he runs the shop or whatever. Yeah. So like, I just, uh, I enjoyed the actual world of it. Now I know the story's not great. The bugs, the technical yeah, difficulties yeah, yeah, of the Bethesda yeah. game aren't fun, but I just, the first time I played Morrowind, I stated that my friend who had that game's house all summer helping him do chores just so I could play it for like an hour a day. Once he got bored or whatever, yeah. I was like, Hey, could I borrow your Xbox and play that <laughs> Morrowind game? And then yeah, Skyrim or oblivion came out I played way too much of that. And then Skyrim, I would have played more, but I let Powell borrow my copy and got my fix just watching him get scared yeah. of spotters and shit. Yeah, man, my, my thing, the reason that I wound up choosing Dragon Age over uh, uh, Elder Scrolls was because I've only really played um, Skyrim. Um, right. I, I tried to play uh, Oblivion when it came out and recently. It's and hard now. It's, it's old, it's, it's draggy, and I just... I cannot. I bought get it on that Steam game. for like two dollars sales, <laughs> yeah. and I, my PC's shitty. But I was like, I could run this old thing <laughs> and just watch. I'm like, oh, the graphics are so bad. Yeah, I, I just I can't I can't get with it. And so I haven't spent a whole lot of time in that world. I spent a lot of time in Skyrim, um, but I haven't seen any of the rest of the world like other people have. Whereas with Dragon Age, I've played every single game right. multiple times, you know. And so, um, but I do recognize that Skyrim is like a masterpiece of a video well, game. And I what's mean, it, annoying you know. to me as a fan is like mechanic wise, Skyrim's the best, but story wise, Skyrim's the worst. Uh, like oblivion stories, better Morrowind story. I thought was better. Like anything else they've done story wise outside of Skyrim, I think is better, but everyone loves Skyrim. Right. And so people are like elder scroll six, they're going to keep it in Skyrim. My like, God, God damn it, I if they do not. it. I'll get so pissed. So. Yeah, I don't want to see more Skyrim. I've seen enough fucking Skyrim, right. Skyrim remastered Skyrim <laughs> 50th anniversary. You know, exactly. whatever the fuck. I'm ready for, I want to see, um, I, I mean, I'd be happy if it went somewhere like, 
wherever the Khajiit are from. See, I want to see where uh, Red Guard are from because they're from a desert place, and I yeah, think yeah. a desert would be new or yeah. different. For no, yeah, I totally that would be cool. I think that'd be fun. I just want to see something different. Yeah, or, or they need to just do somewhere uh, multiple people. Like I just thought it was like the Nords live here, and it's all the Nords. Like God fucking. It. And guess who I chose the first round I played because I have blonde hair and I'm white. Yeah, I chose to be a Nord, Me and then too. I was like, I don't want to be one of these fuckers. Me so too. I became a dark elf, which is my normal go to. Yeah, because I enjoy uh, their benefits. Yeah, I, I chose to be a Nord the first time through, and I was a Nord with a weapon in one hand and magic in the other. And that was, that was so cool style. when that happened, though. Because, uh, like, so cool. Oblivion, that just isn't an option. And so, like, when that happened, you're like, oh, my God, this yeah. is changing the game. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, and then my second playthrough, I was a Khajiit, and I really liked it um, because I, um, like, maxed my... You have an unarmed skill in that game, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I like max that out because Khajiit do like bonus damage for unarmed attacks, and so I like would just tear people up with my claws, and I, I loved uh, my Khajiit build. But that was also the build that I did with mods and stuff whenever they came out. Which side note, fuck Sony. I know, not allowed mods. God damn, like they allow them, you just can't have any outside assets, which is like the whole fucking point. Right. right. Well, and they disable trophies, which I can't, right. I mean, I don't care about now because I got the platinum, but right. I did at first because I just wanted the one that changed the lamppost to look better. <laughs> it was like, high res the lamppost. I was like, all right, let's do it. And I was like, if you activate this, no trophies. I was like, are you fucking serious? Yeah, yeah that's terrible. Um, yeah, Sony, I understand why they do it, though. Anything they're doing now that everyone gives them shit about, Xbox will be doing it if they had more consoles sold now. It's just the, <laughs> what the leader does. Yeah. They're not going to play nice on crossplay. Why would they? More people are on their shit. Which I think is going to bite them on the ass. I think they're going to lose the next generation because people are like, well, fuck Sony. Because that's exactly Maybe. why like Microsoft lost this generation because Sony was the ones being awesome for the last mm -hmm. gen. So everyone was like, yeah, let's get PlayStation instead. And I feel like this is just going to be the cycle forever, which blows. Right. I mean, I'll probably say with a PlayStation because I've I've just had them for long enough now that I am I care about my trophy scores and I want <laughs> anything that's backwards compatible to still be there. Sure. Like, I have an Xbox 360 name or live name, whatever, uh, but I don't know how many things I bought digitally. So if I logged into an Xbox One now, I don't know if I'd have stuff, but I've paid way too much money into the PlayStation ecosystem <laughs> to like abandon ship. It's kind of where I'm at. So, um, but I think that was a pretty decent top five. We had no repeats and that was like, I mean, we kind of had a general idea like, oh, I might put this, you might put that, but we didn't discuss it or anything as right. far as repeats. Um, so what are some honorable mentions? So my only other honorable mention besides wow is the most lived in game of all time. EverQuest. Minecraft. Ah. Yeah. I think more, I'm pretty sure that more hours have been logged in Minecraft I'm sure, than any sure. other game. I, actually, I'm almost, um, maybe Second Life, because that's a whole game I don't oh, even yeah, understand about yeah, that community. Yeah, yeah, that's a whole other There's thing. a documentary on Netflix I will watch someday, Yeah, because I watch the trailer all the time, and I'm like, oh, There's a so. documentary about Second Life on It's Netflix? called like Life.0. Life oh, I'm going to watch it today. Because I'm fascinated by that shit because what? people get like there's a guy hella who, uh, into that I believe shit. you still work with him and he him and his wife were really yeah. into it. Yeah, and I he know. would he talk to me about it for like five hours one day and I was like, Yeah, what? And he's like, Yeah, they have real stores. It's like yep. it's like the a real world in a virtual world. And yep. I was like, Okay, okay. Yeah, he told me about it too. And I was like, Man, that's that's crazy. Like, but it's cool because you can actually make like real money off of that thing. Like you talk about people. You know, on the news, they're like, these people are spending real money on fake shit. Right. Let's laugh at them, you know. But, like, at the same time, they're also making real money off of fake shit, too. Like, right. you know, they host, like, fucking servers and they, you know, make money or whatever. But uh, Minecraft, 
in addition to just being like the most played in like world of all time, it's also whatever you want it to be. You know, it's not, it's not like this preset thing that, you know, it's you're the, just a part of, it's like your world and your God. I wish I to, liked it. Like there, yeah, me too. I, there I don't was play a it either. Game that like, I wish I liked more like that. I couldn't think of it. Like, I see it and I'm like, I love Legos. I like video games. <laughs> this should be perfect. Yeah. But I look at like these little, like my old cousin was playing it once in front of me and I was like, what the f? You're just destroying shit. I don't, yep. what's the point? And they're like, oh, we're in creative mode. I'm like, well, and it takes forever. Right. I just to, like, don't, to me, it doesn't thing. seem fun. Like there are plenty of games I play that there are creative aspects. I enjoy making stuff and, you know, like in The Sims, I'm like, oh, I'm going to make this just on my shit. Yeah. But some about Skyrim, I'm like, I just couldn't do it. It's so low res and the, and the block yeah, now it's yeah. fine i'm i'm glad it exists i think it probably is gonna lead to a lot of good video game creators someday yeah. right well i mean shit fortnite you know like fortnite is f- a regular shooter with minecraft you know right. like it's, it has a little building thing right yeah. that goes to it and, and fallout any, 4 you know right like, anything that has crafting almost like has helped from that um some i had is a fable because i love the fable trilogy Albion, on 360 yeah. um i just i didn't put it because i was like i don't know if it's the world that attracted me or if it was just the fact that I just played all of them so many times. Yeah. And Fable 3 was just so short. Yeah. It really, so, I mean, I remember being sick one weekend and being it twice in one weekend. Yeah, it was a bad From start game. to finish. And I was like, God damn it. It was really sad. Like, I, I really wanted to like that game because Fable 2 was one I, of my I mean, I'll even say I do time. like Fable 3. It's just short. I, like, I, I was like bummed it. about it being $60 when I bought it at the <laughs> time. But, like, in hindsight, nothing of the money, just, oh, yeah, it was fun or whatever. But it wasn't like, a lot. Was it Fable 2 or 3 where at the end you become like the king and you have to judge people and... I believe that man- was 2. Yeah, see that was that was what I loved about 2 is you take down the, the evil king, then you become king and you, you know, um, are well, making all these well, judgments I know at the end and decisions. Of one, you uh, find out like your mother was the person that's after you and all that shit, right? right? And 1 was fun because it was a lot more... Uh, not really any, as many rules. You go into a town, kill every person in that town. Because <laughs> I did on one playthrough, I killed every single person I came in contact with. And then by the end, you grow devil horns. And when yeah. you walk, you leave blood trail yeah. behind you. Yeah, and, and I was like, oh my God, shit. this game's yeah. nuts. And then, yeah, the really good one, you get like a halo and you're yeah. real pale and white. Um, and I was like, God, this game is so nuts. And the second one, I think it is what you're talking about, but I, I I can't remember the second or third that you could go on your Xbox 360 and like go buy properties. Yeah, 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 that's the second one. And you yeah, could yeah. change the date to like 2080. Yep. And then it would give you 80 years worth yep. of of gold. And so you're yep. like, oh, I'm rich now. And I loved it. And I know it's yeah. cheating and I'm normally against it, but it was like, you thought you were so clever for figuring <laughs> it out and didn't feel like cheating or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I liked when you could make the decisions as the king and stuff and you're like, I'm going to undo everything that this evil king did because he's trash. And then at the end you like judge him and he's like, Hey, I don't know if you know this, but we're about to go to war right. and I've been doing all this terrible shit because we need fucking money yeah. and you just gave it all away. Yeah. And that's now the one, all your people are going to die. Right. And the castle at the end, you have that big room that's empty. And once you fill yep. up with enough money, you can get to the treasure chest. I remember that one for sure. So yeah, Fable, I really enjoyed that. Another one I wanted to put, because me and you had this random argument talking about the world over, if GTA would count. Yeah. Because like, is that real world or not? And I think with all these other examples we have that are the real world, but not, I think it should count. But I understood your argument. But one I was going to put was Bully, because I fucking love Bully, and I don't... I don't even know what that is. um, It was basically a PS2 slash 360 game 
and they have it currently on PS4 to buy. Like I would highly recommend it. It's Grand Theft Auto, but you're a freshman in high school and you go into a prep school because your mom married a rich douchebag who doesn't want you around. So now you're in this prep school and there's a little town next to your prep school. So that's the whole world. It's not like a giant fucking GTA world. But, you know, you ride your bicycle and skateboard around the town like you, it's your car in GTA. And then you have quests. And it's basically high school GTA. And it's amazing. That's it's hilarious. fucking amazing. I love that game. I have it on like so the PS4. I started playing through it and then just quit, but I need to get back to it. I don't think I'll ever platinum it because I'm not a person. I don't like a. I can't platinum those sort of games like Grand Theft Autos and all that shit. The two, there are too many collectathons. I'm like, I can't collect all that <laughs> shit. It's not going to happen. It's like the Arkham games, right? With all the Riddler trophies and stuff. I just can't. Yeah, Grand Theft Auto is an awesome world. I just don't think that it's substantially different enough. Like with like, I mean, um, well, Fallout I and Horizon at, Zero Dawn. With those, like they're substantially different. Like, See, but, but with like Grand Theft Auto, it's the same America. world. You're just you're just calling it different names. You know, Liberty City is just New York City. See, I think if you live in another country, GTA is a fucking foreign world to you. GTA Five because they're like, there's no way they're like that in America. And you're like, no, guys, we fucking are. It's crazy. Um, other random ones I didn't put. Chrono Trigger, because I think the mechanic of the world I enjoy more than the actual world. Like, yeah. oh, going back in time shit. i that game either. Um, Journey is just a good game, but I don't know if it's the world or just the experience. That's like a weird thing I couldn't really uh, balance there. Uh, and then Jade Empire, another Bioware game that I loved on the Xbox. And it was like some Asian shit, but it was probably like a real world that I, so it's like, well, I won't put that because it might be like, like a real town and I just don't know, right? Because I'm ignorant nice. to all that. Nice. Um, but I really enjoyed that game. And then I mentioned Life is Strange earlier. Uh, it's just the world that I'm ready to see their Life is Strange too. So I can see if like, I really enjoy the world or not. But that's what I had on my honorable mentions. Sorry, man. That's all I have this week. Uh, you got anything else to say here? No, man, I think that's it. We'll uh, come back with another top five list that we were discussing possibly doing. Yeah, some Game of Thrones related. Yeah, also, yeah, or like, yeah, top five least favorite changes from the Game of Thrones books to the TV show or something. Right, because we both love the books and I think we're both pretty critical of the TV show, even though we yeah. like it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I watch the show, you know, I watched the most recent season. It could season. be worse. Yeah, I know I mean, that. it's not dreadful, but it's just like real not good like you it know just makes just, you mad yeah yeah, yeah, yeah makes yeah, you mad yeah, you invested yeah. all that i time think the, the biggest books. thing not to spoil the future list that may happen but the biggest thing for me is just like the most recent seasons have just been like a lot of revenge porn and like george r, r. martin does not believe in revenge you know right. like he's a pacifist and like his idea is that when you enact violence even if it's for a good reason you're gonna get it enacted back on you you know like that's right there's too many fucking happy endings that's not how right that's, yeah. that's really not how it's gonna work right that's, things aren't that black and white in his books right yeah and i think the in the most recent seasons they've just been like yeah the sand snakes just murder you know doran and just take over dorn and that's fine and you know sansa turns the dogs on ramsey and, and that's fine and there's all that stuff and it's like yeah that, those, you know ramsey needed to die but like you can't george r, r. martin wouldn't write that in a way that's like happy and like you're happy that it happened like when joffrey died he didn't tell the story of joffrey dying from the perspective of sansa he told the story of joffrey dying from the perspective of cersei right you know like because that's the thing about george Omar, and i think they've kind of missed that yeah i agree completely and it's it's so hard to explain to people that haven't read the books when you're watching the show we're like but that's cool and i'm like <sighs> my biggest complaint now nah, i'm gonna get there i'll say that because i have my one in my head yeah. and it's probably <laughs> one that's like 
no one else cares about, and it's yeah. one that's not even in a book. So I don't know how I'm going to make this work. It's more <laughs> of a there's no way he does that in the book. <laughs> sort of, <laughs> sure. So it might be honorable mentions. But, All right. Um, but yeah, and then also we have a good year like one and only time smoking pot story we'll bring yeah. it up next time you're on like the beginning of the podcast yeah because i've heard it and it's pretty funny it's a bad time so and which blows my mind i never had a bad time yeah yeah, no, yeah it, was, it was it was bad real bad <laughs> all right man appreciate all it all right